Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. Black leather glove, no sequin. Buckles on the jacket, it's a leak shit. Nike crossbody, got a piece in it. Gotta dance, but it's really on some street shit. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way, we bout to slide. Hey, can't let this one slide. You are listening to the Ill Advice Wise Guys podcast, starring UJ and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the ill-advised wise guys. It's your boy, Uche. I got my boy. Cute. For sheezy. You know what I heard? If you start sneezing, then you might have coronavirus. You could also you could also have the common cold. You could have the common cold. You could have uh You could have the common cold. Influenza. Uh You could have influenza. Yes, yes you can. Could have uh H1N1 or it can simply be allergies. That is true. Simply allergies. You know you know what I heard? Um they said, well my parents told me that there's some Nigerians in this world that believe that if you sneeze for no reason that means somebody mentioned your name and wherever they are. So, <laughs> so, so, okay, okay. So, I'm I've actually, I've heard, I've had something, I've, I've heard something like that. By the way, you've heard something like that, right? Now, now, do I think it's BS? That's a different question. But Listen, go ahead. Nigerians also believe that if you pick money from the floor, you'll turn into an turn animal. Into an, an animal, exactly. So. <laughs> So, I, I asked my cousins, I said, did you ever see it actually happen? He said, yeah, I saw it. Fam, he turned into a goat and he fam, ran away. Fam, my, my mom claims she saw that. I, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't believe it. I, it it's, it's, why, like, why is that? I, sorry, I was about to say, why does that sound hard to believe? It's pretty obvious why that sounds hard to believe. But like, why is everyone running with this, this, this thing, man? Like, do you believe them? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe not a goat. Maybe you turned into like I don't know, like an armadillo or something like that. I mean, what? maybe a different type of animal. I don't know about like. I think the the, the main one is they said you turned into a goat. You, did you even? Fam. There was a story. If anybody, a... if anybody turns into anything, I'm I'm th- I'm taking this very seriously. I don't give a damn what they turn <laughs> into. What are you talking about? Did you Did you hear that story about um the 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 man that I guess stole money? And then cops are chasing them, and he turned into a goat. And then they handcuffed the goat. <laughs> what? Wait, whoa. they 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 took the goat to jail, what? and the goat they had a mugshot of the goat. Shut up, man! Because they think it was an actual human Shut being. Shut up! Where'd you see this? Uh, <laughs> where the hell did you I'm, see I this? I swear, I, I I guess it was word of mouth. I don't know. Ain't no, you know, you, you back guess? in the day, I'm I'm old. I'm old, so there was a time where there was no internet where you can validate some of these stories. It was just people talking. It's a bunch of BS, man. It sounds like what's happening with WhatsApp right now with coronavirus. I don't know if you heard, um, but WhatsApp is limiting the amount of forward forwarding messages that you can send to people because there's so many, so much false news going around with the Rona, and mm-hmm. it's like, listen, y'all need to valid validate y'all sources before you send off. 
that the way to cure coronavirus is to jump off of a building. Like that, that like, like, what, like, please go to this, go to cdc.gov before you, before you take in any new information about coronavirus updates. That, that's all I ask. You, yeah, you I, might save your own life. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, just saying. Go to, go to cdc.gov, try to tweet Dr. Fauci, uh, <laughs> do anything, but listen to, some rumors on whatsapp man well it's dangerous it's dangerous facts but um for the for the listeners out there we thank you guys for tuning in as always uh as we as we work through this whole global issue going on this is episode 70 70 70 seven zero wow um Seven zero. What, what, you know what, what, what an accomplishment, man! What do you know? Do you know what that means? This What's episode up? is a high risk. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. You may not want to <laughs> sneeze around this episode. <laughs> that's so scary, ain't it? That's so oh, scary. Oh man, yeah, it is. It is. So, how have you? Give me, give me an update on yourself, man. Like with the whole coronavirus situation going on. Like, what, which, what have you been doing new since the last episode? Um, sitting in my ass on the couch. Wait, you, um, wait, you can sit in your ass. How does that work? On my ass, I said. <laughs> sitting on. My I've never, ass. I've never heard something like that. Wow. Sitting on my ass on the couch. So my ass, right, which is next to my back, sits on the couch. Okay. Watching TV, watching Netflix, uh, watching uh, paying for movies. Actually, I've been paying. I'm stupid. I pay for movies. No, nah, me too, man. Me too. Uh, okay, so I'm not stupid. We're both stupid. No, I don't think that's uh, stupid. That's not stupid, actually. <laughs> Especially when the movie is like two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Like I'm cool. Oh, I be paying for them five ninety nine movies. Oh, see, I, see, <laughs> you, see. Yes, you're stupid now. Uh, okay, see, man, see, that's, see, I didn't even know that they had two ninety nine, three ninety nine. Well, movies. it depends on the type of movie, right? Like if you're yeah, watching an old are. ass movie, you might be able to get it for the for the low for the low dough. You know, it's possible. You must you must be going for Marvel movies, man. What's wrong I'm with you? I'm going for F, F a Marvel movie. You know how I feel about Marvel movies. Shit. I don't mess with fiction. <laughs> you know what I watched the other? You know what I watched the other day on YouTube? I paid that? for uh-huh. I paid three ninety nine for to watch that movie called Ghost. Remember that movie back in the day by Patrick? Oh Swayze? yeah, nineteen eighty nine. That movie. That movie's emotional, Bruh. That movie's emotional. I watched that let movie. Me... Let me. But but sorry, I have to walk you through why I even decided to watch it. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm chilling. Right. I got the music playing on on uh, random. You know, got my got my songs going, and then I hear that new Future song, Tycoon. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you know, I really like this song. By the way, we're gonna get into that song a little a little bit later. But he has a line on the song where he says, catch me riding in that ghost, Patrick Swayze. And I was like, oh, I remember that movie. Wow. Like, that movie was really good. And then I was like, damn, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I immediately went on YouTube and was like, fam, I have to pay for this? Why? Like, this this should be free. Like, what are we talking about? Probably not even on HD. Yeah, it wasn't. You probably it, it, saw it on eight bit. It, it was. It was. You, what's worse than standard definition? <laughs> like whatever definition. <laughs> I was watching it on just regular definition. It was, Why you watching it on thirty two bit? It was bad. 
the quality was bad, but the movie was great. So yeah, the movie is great. It's a great movie, man. Go go yeah, check it out. Go, you know, I was gonna tell you, I, I had it when we were we were kids. We had it bootlegged, of course, um, on tape. But I never remember watching it as a kid because I was just too young. But I rewatched it when I was in college, and you know, I was chilling at my my ex's house. Uh, she was getting all her stuff together. It was actually not even a house; it was a dorm. She's mm. getting all her stuff together. I'm like, I'm about to watch this ghost movie. I remember hearing about it when I was a kid. It's so damn emotional. Yeah, it is. So she was getting all this stuff together, and she was sleeping while I was watching it. And I was like, No, brother, don't cry. Don't you dare cry in front of this damn this girl. I was like, This thing is emotional. Nah. You know, I didn't cry though. I'll be I honest. I, I'll be honest with you. That's one of those movies. And and you know, listen, you was a youngin back then, right? So like you weren't you weren't in touch with the the uh, the the divine feminine side of yourself, man. I'm gonna tell you right now, that's one of those movies as a dude, if you shed a tear, I don't think there's anything wrong with you. There's nothing oh, oh. wrong with you. Hell yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's one. I, I, if there's a movie to cry to, it's it's fucking Patrick Swayze and Ghost. It, it's not. Oh, the, 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 it's not anything end? else. Oh you yeah. Remember the end of the movie? Oh, that that hurt my soul. There's only there's only a few movies in this world that make me cry. Men in Black Three was one of them. I'm telling you, Men in Man. Black Three will make you shed a tear. Uh, will it? Wait, which part? You mean, or just the whole the whole synopsis? Like, what? Which... You don't remember the, Do you remember the scene where he he, he saw his dad get shot oh, when he was a little kid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, that pierced my soul. Okay. And no. I was like, it was so embarrassing telling people you, I, I cried. Actually, I didn't. Did I cry? But I was like, that's an emotional part. Men in Black man. Three. Oh, that that's, that that's, hurt my that's, soul. That's interesting, man. But um, you know, for me though, I mean, I just been chilling, man. Same thing. I haven't been quite sitting on my ass. You know, it's been mm-hmm. more so. It's kind of been busy, man. I I moved. Um, mm-hmm. you know how that goes. Like you gotta. You gotta figure out where you put your, uh, figure out where you put your your toothpaste. It's like, dog, like I just I just want to brush my teeth. Where what box did I put this damn toothpaste in? Right, that like is true. like you start you start f- trying to figure out where all the basic things that you regularly use are, and that's kind of annoying. So, I'm in that little stage right now, man. But you know, you, hey, you, it'll get better. It'll get. You better. do know, you do know, God made your pinky finger as a replacement for your toothbrush. So anytime you can't find your toothbrush, use your damn pinky finger. That's that's first off, I would not do that. Um, although I have, and if I had to use my finger, it would be my index finger, not my pinky. Because what? Yeah, you got to you got to use the index one, man. But you know, listen, we don't we're not here for that. All right, we're not we're not here for that in particular. Um, but what I do want to talk about though is the fact that Dream Vision Network, if you guys didn't know, was featured in Forbes. Dot com. I was I was about to say Forbes magazine, but I guess how, how do you say this? It has the, it has a magazine. It's also a website. Whatever. We were on Forbes. All right. Check out our our feature. We were on a really cool article where um a uh, uh, author by the name of uh, Janice wrote about us um and basically highlighted the struggles that's going on. Like how how has COVID nineteen affected different entrepreneurs that are going on, right? So we were one of the 13 that were selected. So shout out, man. Shout out to all the other 12. Yeah, shout out, for sure. Um, shout yeah. out. It's, it's like, I didn't know that I can be an entrepreneur and still be broke. Like, they have <laughs> those those people out there. But yes, America, still be broke, 
and be an entrepreneur. <laughs> hey man, that's hey. Listen, does money indicate your your uh, actual occupation? Yeah, your title? It, it shouldn't. You can do whatever uh, you yeah, can do whatever you want, irregardless of the money. Unfortunately, it doesn't. But it was sad. I was when I when I read the article, I was eating a, <laughs> I was eating a water sandwich. Wait, Have what? you ever had a Shut water that. sandwich, fam? What are you talking about, man? Water oh, sandwich. A no, water couldn't, sandwich. Couldn't afford no meat, dog. You, but you ain't. You ain't never had an air sandwich, though. <laughs> you never had one of those. Like, that, that's that's the epitome of brokenness. <laughs> have you have you ever been have you ever been behind somebody a vegetarian that orders from Subway? It's the weirdest thing. There'll be like no meat, and then let me put lettuce, tomatoes, mayonnaise. I'm like, wait, you putting toppings on air? But anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they order they order a veggie patty. I'm like, dog. Yeah. You oh, came to no, Subway man. to ask for a veggie patty. Man, please yeah. get out of here. Like that's weird. That's that's how you know somebody that needs to be eating at home. Just make your own food. That is true. Yeah. That but is, hey, that is that is true. But if you guys want to check out the article, it's called 13 Entrepreneurs of Color Share How COVID 19 Has Impacted Their Business. Just search it on Google. You'll find Dream Vision Network. You know, listen, man, we making moves out here. That's all I'm saying. Making moves. Speaking of, I want to talk about something that's on Ratings Game Music. It's a poll that we got going on right now for the top album of March. So the list consists of Uzi's albums, Jay Electronica's album, Jordan Lucas, ADHD, which we're going to talk about later, Conway's album, Jack Harlow, Don Tolliver, Janae Eiko, <clears throat> and more. Right now, Lil Uzi Vert's blowing the competition away. Mm. You mean March. on the on the polling? On the polling. I mean, like you kind of like you mentioned last week. I do think right now Lil Uzi Vert has the best album of the year. I mean, I'm convinced. I wasn't convinced last week, mm-hmm. but I think I'm convinced after after you you said it, then doing more research, listening yeah. to it, and just thinking about the impact it's had. Yeah. Right now, he has the album of the year. And it shows right now because he's blowing out all the competition that I just listed. But it's not too late. <laughs> you know, right now, the poll ends. The poll's going on right now, but the poll will be ending at the end of March. So if you got your favorite albums that you want to vote for, I know you, Uch, you're going to get a whole bunch of burner accounts and vote for Don Tolliver. But hey, man, uh, the Let's, ratings game hey servers, man. you know, you, 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 you never know to see scams. <laughs> yeah. you know. So it won't work, but you, you never know, and, man. You never know. Go ahead and uh, go vote ratings game music. Go vote for it. It's called Vote or Die. That's the, the uh, blog post that we got. Vote for your favorite album, because the importance of that is at the end of the year, when we, you know, do our tally up, we do our. Uh, best of the best uh, post where we figure out what the best album was, song, et cetera, et cetera. What we're going to do is take every single album that won their month and they're going to go against each other in this big competition at the end of the year. So, so far for February, we got uh, a tie. A Boogie with the Hoodie was the most voted. And little baby my turn so those two albums are going to be in the drawing at the end of the year and right now we got uzi bird so go ahead and vote 
Yeah, I so, gotta, I gotta so nice little fun thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta make sure I cast my vote, man. I ain't gonna lie. I like, I like vote. I like polling and things like that, man. You know, especially when you are a, a certified ethical hacker, like I aspire to be. When you know, exactly. I could, I could just, you know, I could just create a bot and just vote for whoever I want and, and just destroy right. the polling. You know, listen, we'll see, we'll see if listen, I, this, if I, if I can accomplish that by the listen, end of this poll. There's two. There's two people we should be scared of: Russians and Uche. <laughs> when it comes to scamming, <laughs> do you know that I have internet scamming? Do you know that I have Russian in my blood? It's like, nah. All right, let's you, move you're on. You're Nigerian, so it's just probably like second or third. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> we we all share uh, finessing. The, the, yes. Finessing is one of we'll, our biggest we'll, we'll qualities, call, actually. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call it finessing. Okay. Yeah, you can't call it scamming. It's finesse. Um, okay. So and then after that. Uh, you know, we want you guys to also know that we have a a contest going on on Instagram. We have uh, our Dream Vision Network account, and we are almost at one thousand followers, um, which is a, a really good accomplishment, man. Be- man, because I'm not one of those people that like really care about numbers all like that much. You know, like because if I was, I feel like I would have been propose like yo man like let's let's pay for some let's pay for 10,000 followers right now because you know listen if it, it, to me some people do that I just I'm not one of those people who who think it's worthwhile right so it's mm-hmm. all organic you know I feel like the people who have who've, who've been messing with us um who've liked our content over the over the last year you know listen we want to give back so with that being said if you're a creative if you are a uh, YouTuber, you make music, you're trying to make a podcast, I don't really care what you do, but if it requires a microphone or you know anyone who that applies to, make sure you follow the rules on that Instagram post and you could win a microphone. It's it's free, guys. Like, it's it's free. I mean, what what more do I need to say? Don't you like f- free things? I mean, I know I do, except for when it comes to, you know, paying for movies on YouTube, but, you know, whatever. Pants for movies on. That's not free. Fool. <laughs> it should be. But um, yeah, go you guys go check it out. Go check it out. Uh yeah, we thank y'all for the support. We really do. Yeah, for sure. It means for a sure, lot. For sure. And this is something that was in the, is in the works. We know you want to see my sexy face. My sexy. You know I'm a heartthrob. Did you know that? I'm a heartthrob. I envision myself right now. I can see myself. Uh, posters of me in pretty women's uh, rooms just because I'm a heartthrob. And for this reason, I believe that you need to come see us and see our face in person. And that's why Elevise Wise Guys, we're going to be on the road coming soon. Uh, pay attention. Um, keep, uh, keep going on our site and we'll we'll let you know on our site, on Ratings Game site, on Dream Vision, Twitter, Instagram, uh, where we're going to be at. So you can see our pretty faces, especially my face, you know. I'm the heartthrob. Yeah, well, first off, you got to relax because... Cue, you're, cue DZ the heart You're starting to sound a lot like Ty Dolla Sign lately, where he keeps calling himself a sex symbol. <laughs> I don't know what's gotten into Ty Dolla Sign, but he, he keep ending his verses. I'm a sex symbol. He, he, he started it on that song with uh, Roddy Rich, um, Backseat. That's the first yeah, time I heard it. it, and then I've heard it two other times since then. So I, I listen, believe his Twitter handle is, is sex symbol. Oh, I'm, is it? 
not mistaken. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. But I, I listen, don't end up like him, man. That's all. I, I just want you to guard out for that. You don't want to be that guy. I'm hey, listen, telling you. I don't want to be. I'm not you, cocky. You don't want to be cocky. that guy. I'm just letting you know. Listen, I'm not cocky. I'm, I'm not cocky. But sometimes when I look in the mirror, I just kind of get flattered. You know, I get I'm just like, oh, my God. Me? Why me? Man, enough of the shenanigans. But I will say, piggybacking off of what you're saying, in terms of us possibly being in a city near y'all, we want to let y'all know that the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast has now been recognized by Chartable.com, which, if you guys are not aware of Chartable, they are a podcast aggregator. Um, And they have recognized us as a top 200 podcast in the music commentary space. That's that's super dope. Like we want we want y'all to know that we've been putting in a lot of hard work since the inception of this show in 2015 and it's really cool to see acknowledgments like that, you know. Um especially the fact that Great Britain or the UK has been the one that's leading the way. Like we didn't know y'all mess with us like that. You know, we wanted. Oh man, we didn't. We didn't know. We had no idea. Like, and it's and we since we know now, I'm going to make sure. You have my word, that we will Listen. try. We you have my word that we will try to incorporate some UK artists into our set. That's all oh, I'm saying. Oh come on, we gonna try. Man, we they got plenty of great gonna, UK artists I listen to. Wiley. Hey, you know, Skepta? you know, Chip. I know Chip. Yeah, you know Chip? Chip. Chip, Chip yeah, is Chip. dope. Uh, Dave. Dave is dope. Yeah, yeah. Gigs, sure, of course. Sure. The OG guys. Gigs. Georgia Smith. Georgia Smith. Um, who else, man? There's a there's a bunch. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, but with that being said, you know what? Stormzy. Stormzy. Thank you. That's another one. Uh, we're gonna try to get you guys involved here, man. Cause listen. Speaking of making rounds, like you were talking about, Q, we might make a trip out there. That's all I'm saying. You know, if oh, you guys, man. if you guys want it, we'll try to make this happen. We really will. Because oh, it'd be really, for, it'd be really dope. I can go for some fish and chips. I can go for some bangers. Oh yeah, uh, hit a hit a local pub. Some tea. Oh man, some biscuit and tea. Woo. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hitting a local pub. You know, checking it out. Get, going going yeah, to see the yeah. going to see Big Ben. Is that too touristy? Is that, that, that is too touristy. Is you, you got time for all that? Listen, man, I've never been to London. Though. I got I ne- time to I, eat. I've I never been there. I want, I, want to, I want to do some touristy things, man. That's my, that's okay, my thing. That's the first time I ever go somewhere. So Let's do it. Let's do some touristy But anyway, things. if you guys want to see it, it will happen. Keep checking, keep, keep checking for us. Um, hey, USA, man. What's up with y'all? Why y'all not on the top of the list? We need y'all to tune in. We're going to get there. We're yeah. going to get there. By the way, we got to get number one. Facts. By the way, we peaked at number 26 out of the top 200. We want to let y'all know that. Um, And that's without any episode being dropped for like a solid month or two. A month, uh, three to four weeks, I would say. So listen, man, we're going to get there. And uh, y'all be patient with us and uh, we'll make this happen. It'll be worthwhile. Let's get it. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, Shall we start the show? Um, Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, with the first album on the Watch the Throne segment, we have Tory Lanez, a.k.a. Quarantine, Quarantine, Quarantine Radio, with his new mixtape 
called the the new Toronto Three. And you know, I I I say mixtape because he has intentionally been marketing this project as a mixtape. So I, I'll honor it. What do you think about this, man? Wow, that's interesting. Uh, that he's actually calling it a mixtape. I thought it was an album, but um, you know, they all interchangeable how they they name the projects now. But um, I like it. I like it. I'll go as far as to say I even like it better than um, uh, Chicks Tape three, or was it three or four? Chicks Tape five. Five. Oh my God, five. Sorry, <laughs> Chicks Tape five. I like it more than Chicks Tape five. And Chicks Tape five was a very good album. Um, you know what's interesting is that Tory Lanez is in a completely different space right now. Um, I feel like Tory Lanez, when he first started getting popping, he was an underdog. He thrived off being an underdog. Like, he knew he was tight, don't get me wrong, but he didn't know whether or not people knew how tight he was at the time. So, he was putting passion and effort and good energy and all his skills together to make music that really impacted people um, that you can say were quote-unquote doubters and whatnot. The version of Tory Lanez that you get on this new Toronto 3 album is one that's still hungry, that still thinks he's an underdog, but still has the bravado of somebody that is a top artist right now. And so as somebody that has kind of entered into Tory Lane's fandom in the middle of his career, like I'm not going to sit here and say that I got there when he was dropping New Toronto One or when he was dropping those like mixtapes with Sean Kingston and stuff. I didn't really care or know who Tory Lane's was really. I got there around the time he dropped... I told you so before that, a little bit before that. And so to see just simply from where he's come from, from I told you so to now, was that's a lot of steps that he has taken. Um, with that being said, on the new Toronto 3, like I was telling you on the phone earlier, this dude's cocky on there. He is unbelievably cocky. The trash talk that he is talking is on like level five. And there's only five levels to trash talking. Um, <laughs> you know, he's bragging about women that he's smashing. He got, he almost sounds like mafia dudes. Like whack type thing. But once again, like I'm telling you, he knows he's tight. He knows he's good. So the style of rapping that he's rapping with on the album is like very, very, very confident. And in my opinion, when it comes to making rap music in particular, confidence beats volumes. To me, 70% of somebody's listenability, which I'm not sure is a word, but let's claim it word. 75% of somebody's listenability really the important part is their confidence. How confident are they? Tor Lanes is confident is level five. And there's only five levels of confident when it comes to rapping. Um so you know 
I really enjoyed the album. I enjoyed the direction that he went on the album. I enjoyed the content. I enjoyed enjoyed the um, the energy. I love the fact that there's no features on there. I think well, little TJ and Mansa, but um, they weren't really that important to the to the album, in my opinion. Um, most importantly, I enjoyed the beats. As good as Toy Lanes was on the album, the beats might be better than Toy Lanes. The beats were riveting. The beats were um, soulful. The beats switched faces more than Janet Jackson. The beats were outstanding. And, you know, when it's all said and done, the performance, every, how everything is put together, I think makes for a really good album. Do I have any issues with the album? Uh, as good as Toy Lanes is when it comes to confidence, I do think he's a little overrated when it comes to lyrical content and uh, dynamic, uh, when the, to being dynamic when you're laying down verses. Like, Toy Lanes doesn't really hit you with like ridiculously good punchlines. It doesn't really hit you with ridiculously good wordplay. Uh, he's not much of a clever rapper. Uh, and then also, if you really, really break down the lyrical content on the album, there's nothing super special. I feel like he can dive a little deeper. Um, I think he's actually a very intelligent guy. So I would have liked him to do more stuff like he did on um, on his previous albums. In particular, I'm thinking about that song he had with 50 Cent where he was doing some storytelling. I would have liked that, um, just kind of like expanding your bag. But at the end of the day, New Toronto is a good album. I would probably give it like a B, B minus. Mm, that's a, I think that's a, a strong grade. Um, for yeah, it was it was a good album. That's a, it was that's, a good, yeah. good album mixtape. However you want to put it, it was it was good. It was a good body of work. Good project. Okay, all right. I, I'm not mad at that grade, man. I'm not mad at that. By the way, that song that you were thinking about from uh, where mm-hmm. you featured 50 Cent was called Pieces on Memories Pieces. Don't Die. Yes, thank you. Thank um, you. So, you know, for me, Tory Lanez is one of those guys that he's he, he's almost like an enigma, right? There's not many people like him in music, specifically in hip-hop, where they are able to rap at a high level and they're able to sing at a high level. And what I mean by sing at a high level, when it comes to him, it's not somebody who's harmonizing the best, right? Or who has the best, the cleanest vocals. I'm not even talking about that aspect because if I was, I would be mentioning people like Usher and uh, even Chris Brown. Chris Brown can sing really well, right, Uh, as a guy. But so I'm not putting him quite in the top-notch singing category in terms of ability, but I do believe his singing is 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 good enough and his song-making ability, specifically when he's, when he's making R&B tracks, is so good that he's top-notch. Uh, and for somebody to be able to do both rapping and singing at a high level puts him in a very, very unique bracket. So with that being said, when I jumped into the new Toronto 3, I was expecting uh, Tory to be his braggadocious self and to to let loose and 
to give us mixtape quality music and mixtape uh sounding songs not from a qual not from a like a an actual quality standpoint but when Tori is in his mixtape bag in terms of the new Toronto series or the chicks tape I don't really expect too much structure to the project itself right I just kind of expect him to just be letting loose right I don't expect too much concept and when he dropped the songs that came out before the uh the mixtape drop, right? Stupid again, yep. uh do, do the, the most. most. What else? Mm-hmm. Uh who, needs who, who do you love or who needs love? What else? There was a couple. Um, who needs love? Uh, let's see. Oh, broken a minute. We talked about that on the I think two episodes ago. Yep. And to be honest with you, I was very amazed at Tory's ability to continue to reinvent himself right like he just continues to ride different waves it, it kind of reminds me of Drake right like I feel like Drake has sustained a decade-long career by his ability to not only be just a, a, an amazing artist that he is but also know when to ride different waves know which artist to work with to align himself next to and when I see Tory Lanez, I kind of see him doing the same, right? Like, he seems to just continue to align himself, make different songs with different people. I, I'm noticing more recently he's starting to make music with um, the Brooklyn Drill slash Grime Wave with Fivio Foreign, Fivio Foreign, however he pronounces his name. Um, and, 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 and so it's interesting to see Tory Lanez in that light. So I want to give him his props because I just think he's a very unique talent that I'm not sure if people really recognize in a way. Um, but, the, but the question, I, 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 sure, I want to cut you off go for it. On, on a point that you're making because you're giving him props for reinventing himself. Yes. But would you call it reinventing or would you call it swagger jack? So and this is uh, no disrespect I hear you. to Tory Lanez. I hear you. Because I've always said swagger jacking doesn't bother me if you do it well. Like, to me, Chris Brown is somebody that can jack swag, mm-hmm. but he does it well. Like, he does it very tastefully. Mm-hmm. Tory Lanez does it well, but I'm not sure I can give him credit for reinventing himself. Like, for instance, throughout this album, there's mm-hmm. songs where he sounds like Chris Brown. Yes. Um, sounds like Lil Wayne. He sounds like Lil Wayne. He sounds like Drake. He sounds like Fetty Wap. <laughs> You know, he's been sounding like Fetty Wap for a while. Um, it's probably his style now, but still. Sounds like Fetty Wap. And a myriad of uh, a whole bunch of other rappers. So, yeah. you tell me. Is I swagger jacket? Uh, I mean, I I hear your point, and I actually agree with that. I really do, because he does. He does sound like a lot of... He even sounds like Drake. But like... On on songs like um on this new yeah. on this new mixtape on songs like uh, Letter to the City too that's yes that's, there you go that's Letter a to the Drake Letter that's to your everyday perfect. Drake vent perfect song. thank you per- Letter to the City too sounds very much so like songs that he put out on his last actual album like Memories Don't Die right like Memories Don't Die if you really think about it there were songs that he had like for example uh, Hate to Say. Do you remember that that yeah. song? Hate to say that. it sounded yeah. like Drake. There was yeah. there was nothing about that song that I could not pull out and be like, man, this that's that's not Drake. 
that's not Drake's style. I feel like Tory Lanez has a lot of inspirations. And while, yes, it could become, it could be considered swagger jacking, I personally mm-hmm. feel like he does it in a way that doesn't sound distasteful for the most part. Like, I, like when okay. I hear him do it, it's like it's like I recognize who he sounds like, but I'm not like automatically calling him a swagger jacker, you know, like Which, I like I would in, for for some other artists who who haven't shown that they can make a record, who haven't shown that they can make songs consistently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, like Which, I feel like I would be more hard on somebody who's more of a new artist who who came out the gate doing something like that versus gotcha. a Tory yeah, Lanez he, who who's established he did come himself. Out the gate. He did come out the gate doing that. Remember he, his first album, I told you so. He would sound like Trey Song. That's true. He was sounding that's like true. That's true. Wild, you know what I'm saying? That's true. But, and, and this is not, like I said, it's not a knock on. I think Tori is an amazing musician. Yeah. Amazing artist, amazing, amazing rapper, singer. Mm-hmm. But it's more so about, like, you know, hey, we got to acknowledge that a lot of what he's doing is, 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 is similar. It's, let's say similar. Very similar. To what? Other people, are. and and and, and honestly, I'll I'll expand on that because it reminds me of how he consistently gets accused of swagger jacking, right? Like, for example, yeah, uh, he had a song, he had a song that he put out more recently. I uh, cannot remember the name of it because it was not released on streaming services. But he flipped yes. Roddy Rich's um, a Rich Forever song. Uh, it goes like that. My dog. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, exactly I cannot remember, remember the name. He sound that. I, I got you, bro. Got you. He I, sounded I like Roddy Rich, and he sounded like Meek Mill, right? It was it was like both styles blended together. And while the Tory fans, the Tory stands, would be like, "Man, you don't know what you're talking about, man." He don't, he sounds like Tory. He sounds like himself. Nah, like when you really listen to it with an objective ear, you can hear the influences. You can really hear well, it. Even Roddy Rich came out on Twitter saying, yo, you're just going to like copy me like that. Exactly. And Tory Lanez responded and was like, you know what you're talking about, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I like the song. So Tory, Tory, and, and in my opinion, right, we got to keep the same energy because Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Um, Kobe Bryant copied Michael Jordan's moves. Right. Like Kobe Bryant, the reason, you know, he was hitting those fadeaways and stuff like that because he actually studied. He wanted to be like Michael Jordan. I don't knock that. That's greatness to me. You want to be great. For you want to sure. be the best version for sure of you know whatever career it is that you want to that you're 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 in. And so, Tory Lanes, I don't knock him for taking these styles and swag to become you know the best rapper, best singer that he can be. I just do think it should be acknowledged. Oh yeah, you because have I'm... to you have to acknowledge it. You have to. And to act like it's not there, it would be disingenuous, right? Like yeah, we yeah. like if you don't like when I hear people not mention these things, I'm like, man, either they are stands of Tory Lanes or they just don't understand where he's getting these styles from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one or it's the other cuz it's cuz it's very obvious if you just simply pay attention and you know the history, right? Yeah. You can just if hear it. To me the the greatest whatever, the greatest rappers, the greatest basketball players or studiers, studiers of the game studiers of the game they paid attention to what was going on they studied it and they started to try to use it in their crafts in their professions so yeah i just wanted to point that out. no that's a good that's a good thing to point out but i will say and let me get back really quick but i want to 
point of something you just said. So using the Kobe example, I will agree with you. He sounded like Michael, or he he played like Michael Jordan. He took inspirations, but the reason why he got out of that shadow, which was originally placed on him, was he started balling consistently, and then he started winning championships, and nobody talked about it again. It's like you notice it, you see the influence, but. He's so good on his own that you have to give him his props, right? I feel like that's what Tory Lanez is to me personally, right? Like he 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 consistently has performing songs that chart, right? Mm-hmm. He put his songs mm-hmm. perform. It, it touches the culture. He's able to get ride different. He has different bags to him, right? That he can really pull from. And I feel mm-hmm. like he's effective enough at these different things that yes. While his style may be very similar, you could argue he's swagger jacking, he's able to perform so consistently that you just got to give him his props for being able to perform consistently. Like, that's yeah. that's an art in and of itself. That's that's where I'm coming from. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people that, you know, were just kind of, like, silly would hear what I said and, like, think that I'm bashing him. I'm like, no. You know, I, I this is what I see and how he got to where he's gotten to. But I wanted to ask you what are some of the songs that you think are hot? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm hearing in the streets that they mess with Accidents Happen. I don't get it. I don't understand <laughs> why Accidents Happen yeah. is a song that everybody likes. Yeah. That's a joint with Lil TJ. I'm hearing that the hook is catchy. I'm hearing that the beat is fire. The vibes are great. Yeah. What do you think about that song? I'll tell you right now. And then on top of that, what what do you think about that song? And what are your top five songs from the album? Okay. So no order for me, right? But I'll give you, I'll give you my top five right now. My top five are Broken a Minute, Easily is in the top five. Okay. Okay. The song is fire. Like I'm talking about beat. If you watch the video, it's swaggy. It's like, like it's it's a freaking hit. Like, right? Undeniable, right? I really love Who Needs Love. I love it. It's it's okay. one it's it's that Tory R and B bag that I was getting at earlier, right? Like where you can't front on his ability to make R and B records. Like you just can't, you yep. just can't. He's which, he's able which, to do it. Which, by the way, that's that's one that I'm hearing a lot of people love. Yeah, so who, who needs love? A lot of people love it. Who needs love? And then so also what I would throw in my top five is, um, it's probably. I, so personally, my personal is pain. I think pain. You like pain, bro. Pain, pain is one of those. See, here, here's why I love pain. Pain is one of those Tory Lane songs. We talk all about how Tory Lane steals other people's swag, right? And he steals other people's style. You listen to pain. That is Tory Lane's. That is him, right? Like no influences, no no getting confused at who he sounds like. That is Tory Lane's in his bag. I love it when Tory Lanez does that. And so to me, I, that's just one of my best songs. And, and, and piggybacking on Memories Don't Die, right? If you remember the whole, the whole essence behind that album where he's really getting personal, that's one of the few songs on this album where he's really getting personal. And okay. I just think it stands out to me. Okay. Um, okay, fair. I think that's the worst song on the album, but that, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Yo, that's you're just wilding. my opinion. You're wilding. Um, now let me get to the song that you that's in question. Uh, anything happens. That song is fire. <laughs> what you, you don't I, even know the name. Oh, of what it. did I say? I said anything. Anything. Oh, <laughs> my bad. You yeah. thinking Meek Mill and 
in, in St. John's? Yeah, in St. John's. <laughs> Anything can happen. Where, where St. John sounds like the second coming of Jesus. But, uh... <laughs> um, no, accidents happen. That song is fire. Let me tell you why it's fire, by the way, since you think it's okay. trash. Okay. Or whatever the hell you think it is. Um, Overrated. Sure. I think that song is dope because they're just rapping. <laughs> and they're going in. Both of them are literally going in. I'm talking about to the point where if you throw in that song and and you're not and you don't you don't whip your head back like whoa 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 what's happening? You're not really paying attention because wow. both of them are snapping. Like Tory Lane snapped and Lil TJ, who by the way, I have mentioned a few times where I'm I'm really loving I, I really like the wave that Lil TJ got going on. I do. Okay. I, I really like Lil TJ. And and I remember being one of those people who thought he was kind of like, like not really wanting to give him a chance just because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, here's another little, right? I think mm-hmm. Lil TJ has a lane. And Lil okay. TJ consistently snaps. And I think this is one of those other ones. It's not it's not a great song. I'm, there's not no great structure to it. It's just a song that both of them are snapping. And with this being a mixtape, it fits. If it's. You know that's that's interesting. I don't think there is a great song on uh, the new Toronto. As me, crazy as that sounds, there neither. isn't a great me, song. Me you know that's that's been the problem with hip hop music in general. A lot of the albums that have been coming out, there hasn't been great songs on those albums. Just really good songs. Yeah. Like I don't think I've heard a great song on an album in a couple months, to be honest with you. But um, hmm. sorry, you you have one more. Yeah, so my last one would probably it's a it's a toss up because honestly, like you said, there's no great songs. It's a toss up, man. I, it's either it's either stupid again or uh, the song called Ten Fucks. I don't really know. Like I just I okay. mean it just depends. I I like okay. Mansa. Mansa sounds like Tory. Mm-hmm. Different, you know, uh, in terms of melody. Different. He has a different tone though. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be a dude that's coming next on on that one umbrella label that Tory got going on. Yeah, um, with, with Melly. With, with Melly. And I just like, I, I really like Mansa. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Mansa. I've only heard him on songs with Tory Lanez, I will be yeah. honest. Yeah. Because he had another song on that album, Memories Don't Die, yep. called 48 yep. Floor. Exactly. That's one of my favorite Floor. songs on that yeah. album. And it was yep. one, and one of the main reasons because it was Mansa. Mansa was yep. was going off. So that's what I would say. Ten fucks is, the, is number five. Okay. Again, no order, but those are my five, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know that song with Mansa. Um, you know, for some reason, anytime he links up with Mansa, the song is kind of weird, right? Yeah, it has a weird, song, weird flow. It's to weird. It. There's a weird flow to it. Weird vibes. It's, it's a very weird song. And um, in terms of who needs love, another song that people really love and that song that you like, apparently, something's missing from that song, right? I feel like there's, it's a good, emotional, passionate song, but something feels like it's missing. Um, And then for me, personally, Accidents Happen just sounds like a regular song to me. Like, there's nothing special about that song. I feel like anybody can make that song. So maybe for Lil TJ on his album, that would be the best thing I heard. But for Tory Lanez, I just feel like that's a 
regular, regular, regular song, but I, I can be completely wrong. Maybe I'm listening to way too much pop music or something. I think, but I think it you, didn't stand out to me. I think you've been in the house too long. Yo, maybe I go 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 listen you know, to that car. Go listen to that song in your car while you on the road to okay, the grocery I can't get store. In my car. I'll get arrested <laughs> if I get into my car. But just, my tell, top five just tell the police you're going to work. That's it. Okay. Yeah, and then they'll be like, "Where do you work? Maryland. You can't go into Maryland, so you're lying." <laughs> yeah. But um, my top five songs from the album is actually very weird. Mm-hmm. You're gonna laugh at me because of how weird it is. But I actually thought the best song on the album was "Penthouse Red." I thought that was the best song on the album. I thought, in terms of structure, quality, uh, Tori being in his bag, Tori actually dropping something that's unique, dynamic, I thought that was the best song. And I've not heard one person say they like it, so um, I'm on drugs or, you know, they they did say coronavirus, you, you lose your sense of smell and your sense of hearing. So maybe maybe that's what's happening here. I think so. Um, I think so. That song is that song is bad. (laughs) I thought I thought personally I thought broken obviously broken a minute is hot. That joint is fire. It is fire. Um, pricey and spicy. I thought that the intro kind of reminded me of the other intros Tory Lane had. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like the energy. I just like how he 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 pretty much goes off on that joint to start the album. Um, I had Letter to My City too. Mainly because, you know, he's really saying some real-ass stuff on that song. Like, he's talking about his record label issues. He's talking about um, Melly. He's talking about his relationship with Sean Kingston, yep. et cetera, et cetera. But I understand why somebody would say that's not one of their favorite songs in the album. I get it. I like it. I like that genre. And then, I like it. It's, it's, a, it's a good, solid song. And then Do The Most, in my opinion, do the most is fire. Do the most is cool. Yeah, that's a, I like, that's I like a do the cl- most. That's a that's a club banger. Like to me, that's that's the definition of a club banger. Yeah. And so that's my top five from that album. And in my opinion, I think we covered everything, right? I think so, man. But I want to go back, okay. man, real quick. Mm-hmm. Letter to my city to who did they bleep out, man? Like, oh, they bleep. Did, did you hear that? Like, like it, it was I wilding? Like, I I wasn't sure if it was my line, my Spotify messing up. They bleeped no, out a I, name I twice, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Who's he talking? Is he talking about? To who's he talking about? Bieber? Because I know he signed a Bieber. He's talked Ooh, about his, it. Probably is. He's Bieber. talked about it on Memories Don't Die, or it might have been like um, his first album. He's talked mm-hmm. about signing to King Sean Kingston before. He's talked mm-hmm. about signing to Bieber. I'm not sure who it is. I'm suspecting it's Bieber because it sounded like he said. Yeah, they start with a B, dog. I, yeah, I'm telling you. Like he said, book. I then, heard it. I heard he it. Sean King, he said he was cool with Sean Kingston. He said he gets where Sean Kingston was coming from. So maybe, maybe it's Bieber. Yeah, I don't know, man. The, the Biebs. I don't know. You know, pay attention to that. But um, shall we move on to the next album? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, next album is your boy, Rod Wave. A dude that I just figured out existed last week. So uh, he dropped a new album called Pray for Love. Uh, what you think about it? Mm. I'll try to be quick and concise because, okay. um, you know, uh, he's a new artist. Uh, I'm sure that many people are not really familiar with the name Rod Wave. I know I found out about him about a month ago. 
So I'm not that far ahead of you, my brother. I just want to let you know that. Um, Pray for Love is, to me, it's surprisingly good. It's surprisingly good. The reason why I say surprisingly is because I did not expect to... I did not expect to 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 actually enjoy an album that had a guy on it like had had this guy who I've never heard of out of Florida ever who's very soulful he kind of reminds me of a rapping <laughs> version of of Ruben Stuttered <laughs> like imagine seeing Ruben Stuttered just rap he's able to rap and sing it's like bro who is this big dude that like actually can he's actually good like who is this guy right i think i think if there's any takeaway from <laughs> listening to this album rod wave is that yo y'all gotta stop fronting on the big dudes out here man like they got a lane in singing in rap too like rick ross he ain't gonna be the only one in here man there's a lane for this shit that's that that was my takeaway because i was noticing that people were people were actually vibing with this album people were vibing with it I, I'm, I'm telling you there's an element of soul in his music, um, rapping, the pain, the, the the trauma. You can hear it all, man. And and I'm one of those people that really, really, um, I highlight that because I don't think it's I don't think it's easy to 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 pour your all into music, right? It's not easy. People think it's easy to just come into the booth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, make a song and to be able to touch someone else as if they were standing in the booth with you or as if you knew their story because you've known them your whole life. I feel like Rod Wave has that type of effect in his music, which is a gift. I'll say that. Now, does that a gift? It's a gift. That's a gift. You, you know, that's a gift. Okay. I'm just okay. saying I, I, I'm not saying that is the reason. And, and let me let me continue, because that is not going to save an album from being great or to, from being really good, right? Having the ability to touch people in that way. So while me thinking he has that ability on lock, when it came to the music, I thought there were some really good songs in here. Pray for Love, the intro, I thought is the best song on this album. Um, or sorry, thought was the best song on this album. He has a couple others that I was really feeling. Um, one of them is... Uh, 5% Tint. The other one is uh, Thug Mo oh, sorry, Ribbon in the Sky. I mean, these are really heartfelt songs, right? Like, it, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this man's album. I will, okay. I will leave it at, I will leave it at the fact that I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't expect much. And I was okay. not, I, I, I listened to her from top to bottom and not one time did I say that was a waste of time. I was like, you know, that was actually, that was decent. That was decent. I, I would be willing to hear more, although I do want to hear him feature with more artists. I think okay. he's one of those artists that I think he needs, he needs a little collaboration in him to really make the music pop a little bit more. I can see a collaboration from him and NBA Youngboy, uh, Kevin Gates. Um, if he gets with one of them dudes, I think it could bring out his sound a little bit more and it can make him go to a different level. But overall, it was a decent album. I would give it a, I would give it a C. I would give it a C. C. Yeah. Okay. That's 
identical. By the you way, know, by I'm, the way, sorry, before you go, by the way, I did not grade Tory Lane's album because I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. I would give Tory Lane's album a B, but go ahead. Awesome. Awesome. Because we are on the same page. I give uh I give Rye Wave a C. But you know, I'm gonna I, I, I'm tired of being the bad guy. And and it's not it's it's constructive criticism, guys. Constructive or it's what I see, you know, and I just like to be honest. I, I just try to be honest. I think that's very important. And I, I hear that you farted. And I'm I'm gonna keep going though. Nah, bro, um, that was my phone. Relax. <laughs> that was me moving it from uh from sound to vibrate. <laughs> okay. That you, you only get farts like that after eating district taco. Yeah, you gotta But chill. um uh here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. You said that you enjoyed listening to Ron Wave's album. And do you know why you enjoyed it? Let's be honest. It was the only album that came out that week. I mean, it was, the Thundercat dropped a nice new album, yes. Um, I think Kiana Lead dropped an album. Rod hey, Wade hey, hey, like hey, hey, one. hey. Kiana Lede, please. Lede, okay. Relax. I, Get the I name never heard right. of Kiana Lede either until this last week. But I do think she's going to blow up. No, she's good, but, man. The album is actually pretty good. We ain't talking about it this heard, episode, but she's heard, pretty good. I haven't heard of her before, but I, I guarantee you she's going to blow up because she has a nice stage name. But um, to me, do you know what Rod Wave is? I'm going to describe Rod Wave in a couple different ways. Number one, Rod Wave is the Red Deshaun with like just a completely different like he just the Red Deshaun started over again, <laughs> right? Like the Red Deshaun was another dude that like sung fearlessly and harmonized. <laughs> Harmonize like he was in church. Um, number two, uh, you know, I don't know if listening to a dude's album, like, I don't know about listening to a dude that sounds like he got his toy taken by some bullies. The whole album. This dude, come on, this dude, this dude was balancing between. Between some thug life stuff and like breaking hearts. Like, I've never seen that. Like, he'd be like, yo, we just shot up like five people, but then she don't want to hold me in bed. I'm like, wait, huh? <laughs> he is literally going from gritty rapper to soulful singer with a broken heart. Um, which brings me to my next point. When he raps, Rod Wave, he reminds me of Young Boy Never Broken Yet. Same energy. Same violent energy, let me just say that. Um, and then when he sings, he kind of sounds like Rich Homie Kwan, you know, because Rich Homie Kwan really goes hard when he sings. And so we're going to call Rod Wave Young Boy Never Rich Again. Young Boy Never Rich. That's disrespectful, bro. You got to see, <laughs> yeah. see, see. Young this Boy is... Never Rich Again. I'll, I'll say this, man. I'll say this. I feel you. He, he, I think the only reason why you're comparing them to Derez Deshaun is because they're both big. Like, come on. And like, <laughs> I, 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 I got to be honest with you, man, because, part, because, be, part, bro, like when it. you, that's when you listen to the music, I don't think they sound similar, nor do they talk about this or, or nor do, does the music sound similar? Yes. They both have passion in their, in their rhymes, in their music, the subject matter. 
if if we're only talking about that, sure. It's, yeah, it's they're on the Durant, same level. This, okay, Durant yeah. Deshaun trying to reinvent himself. How about that? That's why I said it's not necessarily okay. what Derez Deshaun talks about back then or what he, you know, used to do or whatever. It's like him if he were to reinvent himself. Okay. He's like Derez Deshaun reinvented. But okay. all jokes, I'm just joking. Like, you know, <laughs> the whole young boy rushing in and all that stuff. I think Railway's album, the, the thing is, it's riveting. Like, there's a whole bunch of rappers nowadays that make riveting hip hop music. Like, for instance, you talked about Lil TJ. That's a riveting-ass rapper. Everything is just like a story. Some crazy-ass story for sure. where it sounds urgent. Um, one dude that I think, for you you say Lil TJ, your, your guy that you, you're paying attention to, I'm paying attention to Polo G. Oh, for sure. Polo oh, he's G, another one. They're in the same, bar- they're in that same they're lane, the dog. Same, they're in the same. Matter of fact, they make music together. I love, matter of fact, um, they got that one song, Pop Out. Yeah, that was my yeah, exactly. one of my favorite songs last music. year. Polo G is another dude where it's like every single bar he drops is just riveting. Mm, that's the I new agree. type of rapper. You got to be a rapper that's riveting because if you're riveting, you're at least listenable. Um, Rod Wave is just riveting to another level where he's actually like singing, harmonizing. But, you know, all in all, C, album. Um, what the Screets is talking about is Pray for Love, uh, similar uh to what you like um thug life what else um roman really i couldn't tell after pray for love pray for love is probably the most unique song on there but they all sound kind of sound similar all the songs you can't really decipher between all these other ones it's hard it's hard i will say pray for love is 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 what the streets are saying and i actually agree with you that's the best song on the album yeah, it is. I'm, I mean, I'm glad he led off with that song because, hey, if it was number seven in the album full of, what was it, 14 songs, I probably would not have made it there. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but the, fact that that. He, the fact that he led with Pray For Love, it made me interested enough to keep listening. And while there was nothing better than that, in my opinion, I still got through the album and I said, all right, it's decent. It's decent. Um, okay. Well, he's in, he's yeah. twenty years old. He got so much room to grow. I think he definitely has potential. He does. Um, he does. He may have to shed that underdog label. I think once he starts to think, he starts thinking like he's tight. I think he becomes a better rapper because uh, harmonizing fearlessly is something that people that think they're tight it sounds better when you think you're tight. You 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 that dude. But um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's let's keep it moving, though, man. Um, y'all y'all be y'all, you guys be the judge, man. Like, if you guys think Rod Wave's album is dope, let if you think it's better than we thought it was, please let us know why on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Send us a DM, whatever it is. Get in contact with us. Let us know. But let's move on, shall we? Yes, sir. Yes, Next sir. album, Joyner Lucas dropped a album. His debut album and very long-awaited album, ADHD or Attention Deficit. What is, I don't even know what this shit stands for. Is it Attention, Attention Deficit, Deficit High? Deficit, hyper or oh, hyper? Hyper disorder. What that That's what for. it is. Hyper disorder. What'd you think it is, man? Oh man. Um. You know what's interesting? Joyner Lucas to me, I was undecided 
on whether or not I thought he was like a little on the cornier side or he was actually a dude that's like, yo, oh, he that dude. You know, it's 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 it's, it's something that I was very undecided about. You know, um, I am somebody that famously on this episode have said that, you know, what somebody does in their personal life doesn't necessarily affect their music. Um, but Tony Lucas talks a lot of trash. Tony Lucas is a dude that sticks his chest out when he raps. And so if his personality matches with the music that he's making, I think that only enhances his music. But um, with that being said, I think ADHD is a very good body of work. Um, just because that reason, I think Joyner Lucas sticks his chest out like a dude that thinks he's tight, that knows he's tight, which is important. Um, I initially was like, this dude should hurry up and get this album out, et cetera, et cetera. Why the hell is he releasing so many different singles for the album and not dropping the album? What's going on? I actually think that he dropped it at the perfect time and he dropped the perfect singles leading up to the album because it started to get people to realize that this dude is one of the top rappers in the game. And so by the time you actually heard the album, you already are thinking of him like a top rapper in the game because of all the singles he's dropped. And so this is an album, in my opinion, that actually thrived off expectations. Um, musically, you know, there's not many rappers in the game right now that are better than, than, than Jordan Lucas bar for bar. Let's be real. I mean, we can we can go down the line on everything that you consider is good rap skills. And I think Jordan Lucas has all of them. Jordan Lucas has great flows, rap flows. Jordan Lucas has great punchlines. Jordan Lucas has great wordplay. Dude can ride beats ridiculously well. Um, subject matters. He, he actually knocks those out. Um, bravado swagger, confidence, like every single skill you need to be a good rapper, Jordan Lucas does well. Um, in terms of making a complete record, uh, you know, throughout ADHD, there was some records that I thought were really, really good, really, really complete, really, really fun to listen to. There are some where he strikes out. Like, personally, I don't really like the song with him and Young Thug. Um, and I definitely don't like the song where he sounds like Gunna. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with those two songs. <laughs> Which one? I mean, he sounds like a lot of people on this album, and I'll get into you, that. You think he sounds like you think he's okay? Uh, I'll get into get that. Into he sounds like a lot I'm, of I'm people. Gonna get, I'm gonna get specific with the songs here. Um, the one with Young Thug that is uh, The War, yeah, that song I thought was, and you know, it's 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 it was good, but I don't know, something the chemistry was a little off. Really? Um, I thought that was one of the best songs on the album. Oh, you think that was one of the best? Yeah. Okay. Chemistry, chemistry was a little off for me on that one. Um, and then the other one was Goldmine. I thought it's, if Gunna made it, maybe I'll like it a little more, but it just didn't fit Jordan Lucas. I don't think he, he did what he does well on that Goldmine song. But that, once again, um, what I said about Young Thug, where the chemistry, 
that was one thing. I, I think I would have liked the album more if it was just Jordan Lucas. I thought the chemistry he had with the artist on the album was a little off. Um, a little weird. Like, I didn't really like the song with Chris Brown all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't like it. I think it was just more so I didn't need it. But all in all, when you talk about the debut album, when you talk about how he straddled the line between rookie rap, like this, this is this debut album. He's a rookie to making albums. He straddled the line between rookie and like somebody that you think you should respect as a rapper was outstanding. And um, all in all, it's an enjoyable body of work. And that's all you can ask for is, is this album enjoyable? And I, I believe it's very enjoyable. Okay. Uh, grade? Um, I would say it's about a B minus, not quite C plus, about about a B minus, not quite B either. Okay. All right. I think that's fair. That, that is fair. I'm not mad at that grade. I'll say that. I'm not mad. And I could easily see why somebody would agree with that. Um, I'm probably, I personally, I'm probably a little bit towards the lower end of the grade you gave, like a, what would you say? B minus, right? Yeah. Not you said yeah. B or B minus B minus. Oh, you said B minus. Okay. So yeah, I was in boy. Got mm-hmm. it. So for me, I would actually probably lower it a little bit. I, I'll leave with my grade and then get into the album. I'll, I'll probably okay. say the album is a C plus. Um, okay. The reason why I think it's a C plus is because First off, man, Joyner is good. He's a he's a really good rapper. He's he's a he's a really really good rapper. I feel like his his rapping though can kind of go on deaf ears. And while it, I know that sounds like a knock, and I guess I mean it's definitely not a positive thing for to say it's something going. <laughs> somebody's raps is going on deaf ears. Yeah, I'm not it, sure that's a positive thing. To it, say. It's not a positive, and I know it's not. But I, I just feel like that that's kind of how his his rapping affects me. Like historically, if you guys remember when Big Sean was beefing with um, Kendrick Lamar, and maybe they still have beef. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They mm-hmm. they were throwing subs back and forth for years. We all remember Kendrick Lamar's Control song where he was going at everybody in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Big Sean famous, fam- famously uh, clapped back with his own diss song back at Kendrick called No More Interviews, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know where you're going with this, by the way. Big Sean fam- famously said, I'm just not impressed by all these dudes rapping fast i'm just not like when you read back the lyrics it's just not that good right like i think joiner lucas falls somewhere in between me being disinterested because he's rapping fast and not really saying anything that i think is that dope to actually having riveting subject matter right because i do believe that this album it was well put together. It was like, I think he, it sounds like he took his time. It feels like he took his time with this album because for it to be pushed back and, and to be teased for as long as it was, I I came away listening to this album being like, you know what? 
we waited for this album a very long time and I was not disappointed at the actual album. I thought it was well put together. Everything from the skits, right? The intro where uh, he had the psychologist dude talking to the younger version of himself, talk, telling him like, yo, uh, you, you had ADHD and how, you, if you heard the album, you know what I'm talking about, right? With the skits and, and how that played into the subject matter. Oh, yeah. I thought sure. that was very, was, was, very, very well put together. I, I was intrigued by that. But when I start getting into the, the songs themselves, I just feel like, yes, there were very good songs. Like, in my opinion, um, uh, to me, one of the best songs in this album is Revenge. I love it. I love it. That, like, that song is, is, is the epitome of what I think Jordan, Lu- Jordan Lucas does very well, which is he has a subject matter that is, is somehow focused on him being an underdog, right? And overcoming within that same song and then rapping his ass off over a beat that is hard, right? Like, and then having a really good hook. He, 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 ha- he has that ability in him where all throughout this album, he shows that he can actually deliver hooks and he can actually, you know, deliver his own vocals and things of that nature. I, I was impressed by that. But where I draw the line and where I don't really think the album has its strong suits is like i said his rapping goes on his subject matter can sometimes be a little bit redundant and then also he raps a little bit too fast where it sounds like he's saying a whole lot of cool shit but it's really not that tight to me it's just my personal opinion um and then also he sounds like so many different dudes on this album right like i joked on twitter um a few weeks ago when the album came out and Mm -hmm. It was right around, dog, I swear, the timing was everything because PMB Rock, who has, hasn't dropped an album for the longest, um, he tweeted, hey, man, a lot of dudes are sounding like me. It was literally on the same exact day Jordan Lucas dropped. Of course, you could argue it's circum- circumstantial evidence, you know, whatever. I was, all, it's, it's, I was literally, it's, it's, I literally listened to the album and I said to myself, this is without seeing PMB Rock's tweet. I was like, dog, he sounds like PNB Rock on The War. He sounds like PNB Rock on that, that song at the end um, with Fabulous and somebody named King O-F- OSF. Still, still can't lie. He sounds like PNB Rock there. He sounds like PNB Rock throughout this album where, where he's uh, harmonizing, right? You said Young Thug. I mean, I'm not mad at that. My point is he sounds like a lot of different dudes. And while we had the same criticism with Tory Lanez, the difference here is Joyner Lucas is a new artist and he has yet to establish his own lane. So I got to knock him for that. So you know, I, 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 I got I to knock him a bit for that. You, I, just a I, little bit. So, so, you know, that's very in- interesting. Okay. Very interesting because it kind of goes to my point, right? Okay. Uh, the, a couple points that I made earlier where I particularly said straddles the line between corny and um you know somebody that you know is top notch so for me when you talk about the, the term straddle the line that means oh some people can see him as corny some people can see him as top rapper i think he pushes the line towards top rapper but he has those you know corny aspects yeah for you you're going the other way where you're like yo you know he he raps tight but you know, he really ain't saying anything really interesting. 
that's what you call straddles the line. Yeah, right? I'm, I mean, I, I, so I, yeah, I'm, well, I'm saying yes. If I were to just, if I were to just give you my full bowl opinion, yeah, I would say oh, he leans more towards the other side, like you said. He for me, leans more toward like and, and corny. You know, corny doesn't mean no. And I and I didn't even wack. use the word corny. That oh, I'm, I know, I'm I not know. saying he sounds corny I consistently. Be, nah, I want to be more saying. specific. I want to be more specific with what I mean by corny. I know. A lot of times when I use the term corny is like for like you're a cheese ball. Not necessarily in this sense. I mean, corny is probably the wrong word I mean to say. More so like he doesn't necessarily, it doesn't come across as tight. Like he kind of misses the ball when it comes to being that dude. Right. You know, like for right. me, somebody like Logic completely misses the ball. Like, yeah, Logic will rap like he's so, really tight. So, but I'm, he I'm, completely misses the ball. I'm glad uh-huh. you brought up that example, and I'm not calling him Logic because I do not believe he is that corny. Because that I is that is the worst case example for if, somebody being corny, saying. right? So, 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 so sorry. But there are but there are elements of that where it's just not that cool. Like he's just not that tight exactly. as it comes across. Like logic will be on my line that I'm talking about. Logic will be at the complete opposite, where he's just completely not tight when it comes to, you know, saying things that click with people. And it's like, yo, he's that dude. Yeah. She, Jordan Lucas is more of like straddling that line. Correct. Where it's like you're almost tight, but I, I can see where you're corny. Yes. Another thing I wanted to say was, um, another thing I wanted to say was, you said that you know he copies people. Once again, right? Mm-hmm. Tory Lanes to me straddled the line between swagger jacking yes. and reinventing yourself. Okay. To, to, Joyner Lucas may not be the type where he, he I, I completely agree with you. That's why I said I didn't like the song where he sounded like Gunna. I think he doesn't do it tasteful enough At to all. where you can At give all. him credit for it. At so that's all. an example of somebody who doesn't do it tastefully. That's a great way to put it. Yes, agreed. He doesn't do it tastefully, but then also, which I think is the first. Of all, I completely agree with that. But to me, even if you didn't do it tastefully, I think the more the more egregious indictment on him is the mm-hmm. fact that for many people, this is their first time listening to him. This is his first album, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. a new artist. I don't give a damn how many how many years you've been doing remixes of people's songs, how many years you push back your album, your debut album, how many people you've worked with here and there. He made songs with Eminem, right? He yep. uh, made songs with yep. Chris Brown, uh, which yep. he made he made a song with Chris Brown that wasn't even on his album. He had another one with Chris Brown that ended yeah, up. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to do a joint album. Yeah, like I don't care about all of those other affiliations, but to me, he is a new artist, and for him to not, in my opinion tastefully copy other people's styles is not helping a new artist out. Tory Lanez is the opposite because he's been in the game for a while. He's proven himself. Mm-hmm. He's proven himself. I don't care. You could you could call him swagger. You could say whatever you want. You can't front on his, the fact that he makes hits. You can't front mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing you can't front on. If you try to front on that with Tory, I think that's where you missed the boat. And you just completely just go off the rail. But to me, again, I'll give this album a C plus because I think it's I actually do. With all that being said, I mm-hmm. still think it's a really good album. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I can't give it more is for all the reasons I just talked about. So I will say this just to close it out. Last statement and we can move on. All right. I will say this. 
I'm kind of glad that we're having this conversation and is going in this direction with Jordan Lucas because it shows how consistent our takes are. Because this is a very similar take that you had for Jay Electronica, right? Mm. First album, you're like, yo, I'm going to dock some points off because this is your first album. You shouldn't be having Jay-Z all, all over the, the whole damn album. That's not fair. I don't dock points for that. Okay. Um, so... To me, I think it's a good album if you just look at it from, you know, just the music that you heard. And I, what I want to mention is Joanna Lucas is suffering from what I will call the J. Cole syndrome. Mm, explain, explain. Where your debut album featured a whole bunch of songs that you heard before. So think about how tight this album would have sounded if you would have heard um lotto for the first time if you would have heard devil's work for the first time yeah man if yeah. you would have heard uh isis for the first time we like oh shoot logic and jordan lucas got on a song together isis so when i heard the album i was like oh, i already heard isis before all right let me go pay attention to all the other songs that are on the album mm-hmm. oh i already heard uh broken stupid before a song that i love let me pay attention to these other ones and i think his other ones aren't as good as the singles that he came out with, which the singles he came out with are fire. Mm. Revenge is another one. I love Revenge. Revenge love is revenge. fire. And so J. Cole's first album, which is uh, what? Sideline Story. Sideline Story, yep. Sideline Story had a whole bunch of amazing songs that were on that album that we've already heard for like a year. Remember like Lost, Lost Ones, um... We already heard. Yeah, before. lights, lights, uh, please. Lights, please. Imagine, imagine, before. can't get enough. Imagine hearing that. Can't get enough. Imagine hearing that for the first time when you played that J Cole album. And so, I get where you're coming from. Also, sorry, we forgot another one. In the morning with Drake. In the morning with Drake. Could could you imagine hearing those songs for the first time when you heard that album? That you, you would that, be you would be amazed. You would literally think that that was one of the best hip hop albums of all time. No, no cap, no lie. You yeah. would think that was one of the best albums of, in hip hop history if you did not hear those songs uh, when you when you played it when the album came out. Mm-hmm. But, so I think Jordan Lucas definitely suffers from that. He gets penalized for all those singles that he came out with before the album came out. Mm. I'm somebody that does not penalize for that, and so I'm taking into account, yo, those singles are a part of that album, and I think those singles were damn good. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah. just the interesting I, dynamic. I, I hear you, man. I, you know what? I, I respect it. I, I hear you, and I agree with that, man. Because it's, it's tough, though. It's tough, though, man. That and 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 we talk about it all the time. But that's what makes our job tough. When we rate these, yeah. when we rate music, we have yeah. things that like really are exceptions. We have things that really that 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 are sticklers, right? Things yeah. that we yeah. really have an issue with, and things that we don't. I'm pers- and, and- personally, I'm one of those people that value uniqueness. Like, I'm I'm one of those people who put that above, damn near above all. But like, if yep. you come out the gate as a new artist and you are doing some shit that like not many people are doing, or you can pull off what a few people are doing, but you have a lane or tra- a trajectory that kind of can can kind of I can kind of see you doing something different than somebody else. 
I give a little bit more credit. I'm just not sure where Jordan Lucas goes from here. I'll be honest with you. I'm just not sure. I don't see. Interesting. I don't that's see. A, that's a, a, I just don't see a, a, a really strong career from him. I just that's don't. A, that's an interesting question. That's an interesting question. But you know, when you got interesting questions like that, you just stay tuned. <laughs> um, speaking of, stay tuned. Thundercat dropped a new album called "It Is What It Is." The reason I said speaking of stay tuned is because Thundercat. Uh, is actually a character on a comic book. And you know how they say stay tuned on, you know, comic book TV shows. Stay tuned I, for the next episode on exactly. Thundercat. <laughs> that was a stretch, and I just pulled that out of my ass. There was no connection, but somehow I made it work. I, but, I, I understood where you were going. It was a weak <laughs> correlation, but it's all good. It's all good, though. We're not here. We're not here for, we're not here for all that. <laughs> uh, um, it is what it is. What, how do you feel about it? And make it quick, please, because I, I really don't care about this album. I'll be honest with you. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Dang, hey, that's fucked up. But I'm not mad at you for saying that because while I don't have while, while I don't have a well, while I don't have a whole lot to say about this album, I will say it's a vibe. This is the type of album that I really do enjoy under certain settings. Like for example. When the Free Nationals dropped their album, um, a few uh, late last year, they had their uh, album where they featured a whole lot of artists: Mac Miller, JID, a whole bunch of people, right? Uh, Daniel Caesar. I can keep going, but the whole album was just full of instrumentation, live music, right? You can tell that they were really into that whole live performance bag. That is yeah. my shit. I enjoy that type of music. Now, do I listen to it all the time? Probably not. I can't say that it's bad. So th- to me, this album is very similar. It The vibe is very similar to a, 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 a Free Nationals. I don't really have a whole lot to say. It's one of my albums you can't really point out the titles. I can't be like, oh, you know that song called uh, I Love Lu- Lewis Cole? By the way, that's one of the songs on the album. I, I'm, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, that song called I Love Lewis Cole, man. That's what That song is fire. No. This is one of them albums where every song just blends together and you just throw it on and you just enjoy it. You put it on random. Just throw it on random. It's a good album, though. Will I rave about it? Probably not. So overall, I would give it about a C plus. I enjoy it. It just depends on the setting you're in. Ooh, C plus. Interesting. This yeah. is not the type of album that you give a C plus, right? By default. It just gets a B. No, actually, by default, you by default you probably shouldn't even grade this type of album. You feel, yeah. By default, you probably shouldn't grade it. But if you're going to grade it, it should get a B because you feel like the moment you give it anything less than a B, somebody who is a music enthusiast or whatever, (laughs) you don't know real music because you gave them to cut a B minus or C plus. Like, okay, I I hear you. I want to start this segment (laughs) off by saying. I want to start this segment off by saying human beings can't care about everything. Like, you know, we try to walk around acting like we can care about every single thing. It's okay to say you don't care about something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants to feel like they care about it and, and, and everything needs an opinion and everything needs, like, you know, energy put towards it. Thundercats album, it was a good album. It was listenable. Um great vibes he merges funk and soul and r&b together outstandingly great singer but 
I don't think it's an album that's meant to be cared about. I think it's just an album that you play in the background to soothe your soul, make your coronavirus symptoms get a little lesser. <laughs> like, you know, it's just a good, I have, good, interesting album. I have, I have a suggestion and actually a uh, proposal for a very good transition to the a next proposal. Album. Yeah. Yeah. You what? What? I, you about yeah. to put a ring on me? Hey, come on, man! You're you're already married, man. Why would I propose I'll, to? I'll, why would I propose to somebody who's already married? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Practically speaking, even if that was what I was trying to do, what? Come on, that doesn't make sense. But uh, no, seriously, hey, you can't be saying my business in the streets, dog. What? 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 What did you do that at, bro? How many times have you said my? How many times have you said my wife on this damn show? <laughs> what did you do that at? Anyway, um, so. Thundercats album is appropriately named. It is what it is. It is what it is. That it, is true. This is one of those albums Touché. that it is what it is. And and by the way, when people say it is what it is, it doesn't mean it's it doesn't always mean something negatively, right? It could mean you could really mean it in a neutral way. Like, yo, eh. Sometimes it's 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 a it means a good thing, sometimes it means a bad thing. Sometimes it's like I really don't care. The album yeah, it, just... it is what it is. I'll just say it like that. Yeah, yeah it, it, it just would you would you is. agree with that? Would you would you agree? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent. It Dope. is what it is. Dope. So, with that being said, let's move on to the next album. Party Next Door dropped his new album called Party Mobile. What'd you think about this, man? Party Mo- Mobile or Mobile? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato, mobile, onion, okay. onion, onion. It, it, I mean, whatever, man. You <laughs> onion, know, it, onion, yeah. onion. Okay. O- o- onion. Right. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, it dep- whatever, right. you, whatever, however you want to say it when you wake up, man. That's all. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, honestly, party next door is the most frustrating R and B singer in the history of R and B music to me. Most Damn. frustrating. Damn. He to me is very talented, but it's like I don't know. Like he, I don't know whether it's he tries too hard when he tries to make music. I don't know whether he doesn't try hard enough. I don't know whether it's he's trying to experiment with sounds that he doesn't necessarily do well. I don't know what it is. It's like Party Next Door stuff is either a hit or a miss. Literally a hit or a miss. No in-between. There's no middle class to Party Next Door's music. With that being said, Party Mobile is actually average. It's actually in the middle. This was the first album he created that was in the middle. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was aight. Um, first and foremost, for some odd reason, Party Next Door's music is some of the most anticipated music in the world, right? I've been watching people on like social media, Tinder, Twitch, Twitter, uh, OKCupid, everywhere. Everybody is saying Party Next Door's album is the most anticipated. I can't wait for it to come out. It's about to be so tight. I don't even know where that came from, right? Mm-hmm. Because his first two singles were the news. Uh, with Drake, um, sorry, not not with Drake. The news was a solo single that he had, and then the other song, "Loyal" with Drake, which I thought was, eh. 
average. The performances by them on Loyal were just average to me. But, um, you know, it was still like this album was highly anticipated. Now, I'm not sure it's because of all the drama that he had with Kalani is why people anticipate his music. Maybe they expect him to tackle that topic in his music, which he does on this album. I don't know what it is, but he's a highly anticipated R&B artist. And this album was anticipated. I thought it was average. Um, you know, I liked songs like... Um, Loyal was decent. It was fun, I would say. A fun, nice little fun song. Um, I like the news. I actually love Turn Up. Turn Up was me. Turn Up was cool. I feel like that wasn't even part of Nick Door. That was Defon that made Turn Up. That was Stefan that made Turn Up. That was just cool. Um, you talking about like uh, Family Matters? Like Urkel yeah, versus like, Stefan? Is yeah, that what you Stephon, talking about? Yeah, like, it was just a cool ass. That dude. was the cooler like, version of uh, Party Next Door? Yeah, yeah, that was the cool version of Party Next Door, where, like, just pure swag. Out in these streets. Anytime somebody says, sings out in these streets, dog, you already cool. You cooler than me. Out in these streets, they call me murder. Do you understand how gangster that is? Jeez. Um, And then I like the song with uh, Rihanna. Obviously, everybody likes that song. Once again... You know, with Party Next Door, you don't know if it's the music or the buzz of, you know, whatever he's doing. I think, believe it, maybe I like it more because Rihanna's on it and I haven't heard from Rihanna. But um, all in all, it's a, it's average. It's average body of work. Um, I said a lot of good things. The bad things to me is huh, his voice is just not up to par, man. Like, mm. I'm just going to be honest with you. His voice is just not up to par of an R&B singer that I think is good. Now he tries. Yeah. yeah. He he definitely tries to harmonize, he definitely tries to hit you with some great melodies and sometimes he he does uh hit some home runs in terms of melodies, but he's just not up to par. His his singing skills do not match his emotions. Like he gets really deep on this album, but I don't think he's capable of making his deep feelings sound good singing wise. Hmm. And so um, that's why I do think part of next door is a writer, a songwriter, because he can give off really good written songs, which I do believe the songs were very well written on this album. Yeah. He can give it off to somebody who can actually reach those notes. And once again, I know you guys are going to call me an asshole for saying that I'm not trying to, not a disc we there i'm not a good singer i'm not a good rapper i'm not a good you know mechanic i'm not good at these things we're we can't all be great at something mm -hmm. you know and so for him i just don't think god gave him the talent as a singer but sure. god did give him the talent as a writer and somebody who can display their emotions so all in all average album to me which is good when it comes to party next door that's actually a good thing Wow. Uh, grade? Or did you already give it? Maybe I didn't um, it. So, you know what falls in line with average is like C, C plus. Mm -hmm. About that. More towards C plus. It was enjoyable. Okay. Alright. Um, I'll start with my review by kind of going 
off of something that you said, which I do agree with. Um, Party Next Door kind like his whole career as it currently stands, right? It mm-hmm. brings me to the thing that just happened more recently with the dream and Sean Garrett, right? They had an IG live battle, right? Where they were going back and forth to the public, basically playing record for record that they written, you know, it was kind of like the songwriter edition of, Mm -hmm. of uh, these battles that's been going on on IG live, which by the way, has been very entertaining. I don't know if you've checked out any of them. They've been been doing beat battles, boy wondered, uh, phase hit boy, um, Manny Fresh just went up against Scott Storch the other day. Like it's been very entertaining. I'll say that. Um, I have not, I have not checked them out. Yeah. But if you want to talk about like battles between Dateline and like Forty Eight Hours, hell yeah, we can go. Right. We can go. I'm John not... Qu- Quinn Elias. Oh, gee. Wait, Come wait, on, let's go. Wait, Forty Eight Hours. Are you talking about First Forty Eight? What are you talking about? No, Forty Eight Hours. The, the there's Forty Eight Hours. There's Dateline, and then there's Twenty Twenty. <laughs> All right, I'm not. I'm not hip. I'm not hip. So, like so we damn sure not doing that type of uh, battle. So, uh, going back though, you know, Party Next Door is—he's probably right in the middle of someone like the Dream and Sean Garrett, but probably pointing more towards Sean Garrett. What I mean by that is, you hit here. You have somebody who is not. It's no no debate. They are a phenomenal songwriter. Phenomenal, right? All of the people that I'm mentioning, they are legendary songwriters. I would include Party Next Door as a legendary songwriter. Like when he hangs it up, we're gonna look back and see all the all the songs that he's been a part of, and he can he can stick his chest out, right? Um, but there's something about his inability to connect vocally with with the with the lyrics that he's actually writing. So I agree with you. Like you it's hard to really take away from a party next door song and, and be like, oh man, did you hear him deliver that? Oh my God, he killed that song. He delivered that so amazing. I rarely say that with party with, with a party next door song. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. But I do think he has his moments. He has his moments. And on this album um, with songs like The News, I thought, you know, he shines, right? Like, he really is able to connect with certain subject matters. Um, it's almost like it's almost like when, when Party Next Door is writing, for, writing from his own perspective or what seems like his own perspective, it connects. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it seems like. And, and, sure. and obviously, as a songwriter, you know, they have to write from different perspectives, right? Um, and because they write for different people, right? Sometimes as a guy, they're writing for women from the women's perspective, right? Yep, and so yep. <clears throat> I feel like when he's writing a song for himself, I can tell because it's like it like jumps through the speaker. The news is one. The other song that stands out to me and which to me is, is the best song in this album is Savage Anthem. That song is amazing. It's amazing. I, I, I'd struggle to use any other word other than amazing with that song. The reason why I say it's amazing is because he 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 kind of like blends the lyrics with the emotion with the with the production. It, it's all one. 
It's all one. And, and by the way, that song, if you listen to the lyrics, very riveting. He's talking about some very male-driven, egotistical, womanizer-type shit that, you know, listen, most guys can appreciate and, and acknowledge. I thought that song was very well put together. And it's, to me, like I said, I can hear when a song was written about himself because even I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast. Shout out to them because I really enjoy their 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 show. They they had Kaylani dial in, and if you listen to the song Savage Anthem, he clearly states, "Uh, I heard number two is your man now." Do you guys remember back when Kaylani was dating Party Next Door, and um, I think she went from Party Next Door to Kyrie Irving. Remember, yeah. like there was that whole little that whole little issue. It was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie Irving was wearing number two back then, and I I'm not sure if he still is, but he was wearing number two. And Party Next Door explicitly says, "I heard number two is your man now." Like when I hear shit like that, I'm like, okay, homeboy's in his bag. Like he's getting into his personal bag. And I thought, like, not only from a uh, not only from a personal standpoint, but like musically, you can just hear when Party Next Door brings everything together. So without saying a whole lot more. I thought the album was okay. I agree with your take, man. It was it was a decent album. I do want to point out that when that song Loyal came out um as a single, oh, maybe a month or two, whenever the, whenever it came out, I thought it was okay. Like I was like, "Eh, I'm not really, you know, I'm not jumping out of my seat for this Drake feature. I'm not really, you know, losing my mind. It's it's okay. It's okay. It grows on you. But it but and that's where I was going. It 100% the song grows on you and for whatever reason when they threw Bad Bunny on it <laughs> I thought the song was amazing like I don't know what he's saying I don't know yeah. what he's saying I don't speak Spanish but when Bad Bunny jumps on that loyal song it transforms it takes it to the next level overall I think the album is decent and by the way sorry one last thing one last thing he had a Rihanna feature which Rihanna, I mean, what's the last song you even heard Rihanna on? I mean, does she even make music actively anymore? I, I keep hearing she's coming out with a new album. But Rihanna was on Lil Dicky's that, that song with all them uh cartoon characters on the video. You call that a feature? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she also had Tom Cruise. What what does that say about that That's song? That's true. That's true. Um I don't know, man. It just seemed like a, a really like uneventful feature by Rihanna. Like I just was not I mean I didn't think the song was bad. I just thought that like Rihanna It was a cute feature. Rihanna it deserved was, to be on a song that was better than that it was, one. It was a cute little feature. It it, it it it's a song that made you feel good. Now was I it guess. necessarily the greatest song ever? It wasn't the greatest song ever, but it was a song that made you feel good. So I suppose. But it sounds like it sounds like you uh you kind of feel the same way. We've been on. We we we've been united. We haven't agreed on what the best song is. Nah. Uh, but we've been united. And here we and, and by the, the way, we rarely do. We rarely, rarely, we rarely think the song do. agree on what songs are the best. But yeah, overall, yeah. it was a decent album, man. Nothing special. Yeah, you know, nothing you know, special. So C C C plus B. I actually would give it a. I would give it a solid C. Um, okay. I give it a solid C. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 a it's it has. About four to five songs on there that I really like. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the album had like 15 songs on it. So, I mean, come on. That's a third of the album. I can't really just crown it like that. So, okay, it was okay. all right. It was all right. 
it is what it well, is. Like we talked well, about with, with Thundercat, man. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about an album that I think you could crown. I actually think was the best album that came out in the last uh, month or so. Yeah. And that is Jesse Reyes with Before Love Came to Kill Us. Um, before I talk about it, I want to hear your opinion about it because, you know, I'm going to go off on it like soliloquy and just how much I love it. But I want to hear your opinion first. Oh, I know. I know you. You've been waiting for this. Like this is she's your Don Tolliver. Like, yes, if you were is. if you were writing a bot program to vote a poll, like you would find a way to like just give her votes for no reason. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, overall, I'll start with my grade because I think it's important for okay. con- for context. Yes. Um, this album is a B plus. Okay, it's a B plus album. Very good album. Um, and it's one of those albums that number one I was not aware was on the way. Um, secondly, I was not aware that she even had these types of emotions in her. Like for the album to be called before love came to kill us, man, that that's a riveting title. I don't know about you, but when I see something like that, I'm expecting to listen to (laughs) heartbreak on a whole nother level. Right. That, that is, that's kind of reminiscent of a movie. Like, yeah, that's a movie title. Right, and, that, that, that's like that's so cinematic that if the music if the music doesn't match, I'm disappointed. And on top of that, it's in all capital letters. It, there you go. There, there you go. So she um, thought about this love that was killed. Not o- <laughs> not only are not only is the album title in capital letters, but every song on the album is in capital letters too. Did you know that? Yes, they are. They are. They are. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. This song was, uh, I'm sorry, this album was very well put together. Um, obviously, we're familiar with, with you know, a, a few songs that she dropped a long time ago. For example, the, the imported song with Black. I mean, w- when did that song come yeah. out? It probably came out close to a year ago, uh, if, well, I'm, if I'm guessing. A year and some change, maybe? Yeah. That, Let me put it this way. I was on flights back then. And, you know, we ain't been on flights in a long ass time. Um, facts when I first heard it. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the black, black, he came through in the clutch, delivered an amazing performance. And so did she, I mean, she just, Jesse Reyes is, is a very unique talent, man. She has soulfulness mixed with rapping mixed with, um, just being gentle all in all. Right. It's almost like you're listening to five different people on an album, right? Cause you, I mean, like you can kind of get lost in the emotions of the album and think, man, like what is, is this a, is this a girl group? <laughs> like what, how, how is one person going through all of these emotions on one project? That was sort of my biggest takeaway on this, but I thought the music was so strong that it deserves a whole nother, uh, a whole nother round of credit, man. Some of my favorite songs on this album are the one of one of them is the intro. Do you love her? Um, again, it fits the theme. You know the 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 whole heartbreak bag. Her being jealous. Her trying to understand how to fix her her relationship. 
uh, falling out with a guy who she was in love with. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this album. Men, women, high school kids, maybe even like middle school kids who think they're in love, but it's really just them going to the, the grocery store and buying candy for each other. You know what I'm saying? With their parents' money. Like, I don't care how you feel like you were in love with somebody. I feel like everybody can kind of relate to the concept of falling out with someone, right? And so with that in mind, one of my other favorite songs is Love in the Dark. Uh, I thought the A Boogie feature on the song called Far Away was very, very random. But, hey. I hated that feature, it was, but I it was, that song yeah like i hated that picture but i love that song that, like it was just a random ass like i mean i like a boogie with the hoodie a lot and i think he fits well on emotional tracks because that's kind of the content of his music at least what he's good at in my opinion but yeah he didn't really do anything for that song nothing i mean i could i could could have did without him let's they keep adding a boogie sorry they keep adding a boogie to random ass songs yeah like yeah songs that are already great they're like hey we think we can get we can make it better by adding a boogie. Like they added a boogie to Tyga's uh, goddamn song. Like I'm, that song is vicious. <laughs> there like, was nothing a boogie could do. To it's like, what do you do? Like, get out of here. Like, why are you yeah, here? Like, right? Why like, do you keep adding them? They, they added them on a Maroon Five song. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, what what could a boogie do to make this song better? And, if anything, it, he can make it worse. And that's the thing. I I actually I'm one of those people who really really like a boogie with the hoodie. I really do. But you're right. He doesn't belong on certain songs. It's like no point. <laughs> you know, adding them on there for like I don't know hood flavor. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it, it I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Just um, add him for that hood flavor. Yeah, give him a little hood, little hood R and B. You know, because that's that's what the pop people love these days. But yes, let me. I would be remiss if I did not talk about Coffin by uh, Eminem. Um, sorry, not, not by Eminem, but with Eminem. I thought that uh, man. You want to talk about riveting, like riveting subject matter, riveting, oh, yeah. riveting everything. I don't care what you like. We all know about Eminem and his entire discography and his entire position of how he's been traumatized his whole life. He has hatred, revenge, all running throughout his body. I feel like so does Jesse Reyes, and while. They are completely different types of artists. They blended on that song very well. It was to the point where I wanted another song with these two together. Like, if I got another song with an Eminem feature from her or with her, I would be like, damn, that fits. It really does. And so, overall, very, very, very solid project from Jesse Reyes. Like I said, I'm going to give this about a B plus. Um... Yeah, man. I'm curious to hear what you have to say, though. I've been waiting okay. for this. I've been waiting yes, for this. I, I've, been, I've been waiting to drop my soliloquy, but I, I essentially, we have been connected on every single album, and you know what's funny? I'm going to start off by giving a grade. I gave it a B plus, too. The oh, wow. exact same grade. I gave it a B plus. Um, you know how I ranted earlier about like how... I've ranted a lot of times today, actually, uh, but earlier I ranted about you know, not being able to care about everything. You can't care about everything. Yep. Another rant I want to say is it's okay 
if you don't know the exact origins of where somebody came from. Like, for instance, I said, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't hit to Tory Lanez when he dropped New Toronto. I wasn't hit to the baby when he was dropping all that other stuff, like Texas, whatever, Walker yeah, Ranger. Pre-baby pre on, pre on baby, basically. Yeah, I wasn't hit. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't hit. And I think that's okay. We should never knock somebody for not being hit to the person, uh, you know, at a time that everybody else, before everybody else started getting hit to them. That being said, I got hit to Jesse Ray's when she was on uh, Calvin Harris's uh, album. I think it's his last album, Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1. She has this song on there in which, you know, she just came across as Jesse Ray's. Um, she just came across as this crazy, but like sophisticated musically um off the rails old school sounding singer i know that's a lot that i just threw at you but that's what makes her so amazing she sounds crazy but then she sounds like a motown singer from the 60s but then she sounds like she don't care she almost sounds like a tomboy that can ha that happens to know how to sing and um, display her emotions all, all, all over the, the place. Right. Um, then, you know, from there, I got hit to her, and I was like, hmm, I, I like this girl. She's, she's interesting. And I started to hear her on songs like FB and Friends. Um, she has a song with Day that's pretty dope, too. It's called Broken. Um, and then, you know, she had a whole bunch of other singles, too. Like, Far Away actually came out a while ago. They just remixed it with A Boogie and put it on the new album. And so I've been hit to Jesse Reyes for a while now. I love her style. And you mentioned something that was pretty interesting. You said, you know, one of the main reasons Joyner Lucas's album didn't stand out to you is because it was his debut album and you kind of wanted to hear different it doesn't get any different than Jesse Reyes' style. She swings to the fences when it comes to experimenting, when it comes to just sounding different than other people. She's herself with steroids. Like, she doesn't even show you her just herself. She shows you herself in her worst case scenario. She shows you herself in her craziest mindset, demented mindset. Like, it's, it's very interesting. Now, with that being said, before I clicked on this album, I wasn't sure what type of Jesse Grace you're going to get. On top of that, I wasn't sure if somebody who is kind of like all over the place could put together a body of work that's complete, that's actually, you know, listenable. She proved me wrong, man. The music on this album is beautiful. People are not going to give her credit for how good of a vocalist she is. She is a fantastic vocalist. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's almost like Her, it's almost like Amy Winehouse mixed with yes, mixed with Amy, like Pink, yes. mixed with mixed with, uh, yes, mixed yes. with like uh, who else? Janae Aiko, like like she has yes. a bunch of different types of styles she, her voice, in her, her style. in her arsenal, and it's in her, it's yeah. it's kind of amazing. Mixed with it's lyrics. kind of amazing. Mixed with Avril Lavigne lyrics, like, 
Um, Word. But, but think about how the album starts, right? Think about the very first song on the album, which I believe is, um, what is it called? It's called... The, the very first song on the album. It's called Do You Love Her. That's the first name. Uh, Do first, You Love Her. First song. Do you know literally the first thing she says? Her debut album. The first line she says is, I should have messed F your friend. That's how she starts her debut album. <laughs> like, she's just that brass. She's just that raw. But then at the same time, the music is just really beautiful. Um, great melodies, great courses, top-notch uh, lyrics, um, riveting, good energy. It's everything. And so, um, like I said, I give it a B plus. Great debut album. And if you ask me, out of all the people that kind of had their debut albums and are starting, uh, you know, bloom right now, she is probably the person you should look out for as somebody that is like, can be an all-time great Damn. in this industry. She can be an all-time great. Because if if my calculations are right, my brother, I was seeing this earlier. I was like, yo, Jesse Reyes at the time was not that big a name when I was looking at her with, with Calvin Harris. Um, when I, when I heard her on that Calvin Harris album, I was just like, wow, she's amazing. I wonder how far she can go. I wonder how, how many people know she's amazing. People are starting to figure it out. And I, I think she's just scraping the thick of what she can do. So, um, yeah, look out for her. She's going to be the next best thing. She's gonna be on the Super Bowl one day. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving her style, man. I really. Which do. by the, which yeah. by the way, brother. What's up, brother? We all talk about how music started in New York City. Music was music. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, music. Hey, you know what? Hey, hey, no. Do you know that music started in Memphis, Tennessee? Yeah, it started in Memphis. Sorry, me- yeah, Memphis. Music is in Atlanta. How about Canada? Mm. Do you know Canada? Do you know Canada every week in March dropped an album that was at least like top five? Like Jesse Reyes, The Weeknd, Party Next Door. They all dropped Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez? Hey, 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 go back, go back about a month. The Beebs? Yeah, I was going to say the Bieber uh, about a month and a month and a half ago. He dropped, right? Yeah. Low, hey, low key, low key. Canada, the music that comes out of Canada is it rivals the U.S. Let's just be clear. And it's in and in rivals? some and in some cases, it's it's actually better. Probably better. Yeah. I would I would argue that it's probably better. But you know what do I know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know nothing. You know. But... I, I think I think better. <laughs> and then I, I start thinking about Nav, and I'm like, eh, well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 get in we'll get into Nav because I I feel like I feel like coronavirus is affecting his his music making ability. Rant. I'm going rant. I'm going. I got rant. I, I'm going rant on 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 that song. But ah, yeah, man, let's get out of here. I think I think we've given him enough of the albums. They're ill and they're not. So advice. So with the first song on the ill and the not so advice segment. We got Division with their new song called Dangerous City featuring Ty Dolla Sign and none other than Buju Banton. Bantan. 
or however you pronounce Bujuban. it. Bujubantan. Bujubantan. Hey, what'd you think of this song, man? Um, you know, I thought it was solid. You know, I I famously said a couple of days ago that Dude, famously. Um, I who, would take who said who quotes themselves as famous famously when it was two days ago, but whatever. <laughs> That's besides the point. Uh it got a lot of retweets what I said. No, um, you know, Division to me are one of the top five RB acts in the game right now. I, I think that's, I know most people will be like, that. that's a crazy statement. But I, I actually don't think that it, it's a far-fetched statement. Um, you know, Daniel Daisy in 1985 make up the, the duo, which, by the way, thank you. Um, I didn't know they were a duo until I was rating their album halfway and you told me hey by the way you keep saying him when it should be that them because it's a duo but <laughs> right, anyway right, right. i think they what makes them so good is is the the the, the, the aspect of chemistry i think 1985 which is the producer understands mm -hmm. the exact sound that daniel daisy needs to succeed mm -hmm. that's important when you talk about duos and trios and and all that so on this um song which is kind of a theme of what they've been doing as of late um they go for a specific type of sound that i'm not too used to hearing from them it's not necessarily slow um but it does have smooth vibes to it um you know ty dollar sign is on it like you mentioned he has like a brash verse on there buju bantan has a freaking reggae just out of nowhere just infuses some reggae vibes into the song mm -hmm. and you know daniel daisy does his thing you know smooth vocals and all that and when you piece everything i just mentioned together it's kind of a song that's all over the place but i think it's all over the place tastefully done though um you know it's interesting because um I don't know where Division's going with this album that they're about to come out with. Mm -hmm. But based off of all the different sounds, it looks like they want to step, you know, they, they want to make themselves uncomfortable with R&B singers. And you always want to pay attention to people that, you know, are trying to push that boundary as musicians. So I thought this was a good step for them. I really like the song. Okay. I really like what it means more so than the actual song itself. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention I had Rider's Block. I wanted to mention I think the, the the subject matter behind the song is vicious. It's like on some 2020 Sean Kingston take you there stuff. <laughs> like, you know, like we in this city and like I'm gonna take care of you. Don't worry about it. I'm the man in this place. You know, I got your back. But it's a lot more like on a more romantic not braggadocious way they're saying it. But yeah, I think it's I think it's a good song, and and I think a lot of people may not like it right now, but in the grand scheme of the album, it'll make more sense. That's okay. my guess. No, I'm uh I think you are um I think you're on point, and uh for me, man, I I really like this song. I think Buju Banton he went off at the end, like he went off, like there in was a good way or a bad way. No, 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 in a good way, in a good way. Okay. Uh, come on, how's that in a bad way? If I say somebody went off, like that's never in a bad context. 
That's that that that's that's never in a negative way. If I say somebody went off, um, no, he definitely he definitely did the song justice. Um, I saw a lot of commentary about this song online. For whatever reason, this song's getting a lot of feedback. Um, which I feel like out of all of the the singles that Division has released more recently, um, of course this one, uh, they released Between Us on the last. Well, I shouldn't say on the last episode, but. Uh, with Snow Allegra, we talked about that on the last episode, right? Um, of course, before that was a muse. Before that was no crying, and then before that was miss me. I feel like Divi- Oh, sorry. Even before that was in between. They've released about five or six singles, right? And in my opinion, each one of them has had a different direction. So it's like I don't really know where they're going either. But I like where I like where they're going. If that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's, I don't know. Funny. I don't know what the end destination is. But I'm messing with. I'm messing with the music that they're putting out. I really am, and uh, they're keeping us on our toes, man. Division's one of them artists. Uh, sorry, one of them groups that like like you said. I've been talking about for a minute. I still still to this day, when I heard September fifth for the first time, mm-hmm. I crowned them. Then I said, man, that album is classic to me. September 5th is mm-hmm. a classic R&B album. I don't care what no one says. At least 70% of them 70% of the songs on that album are classic songs. So, okay. I I'm hip to them. I I I'm I'm uh I'm I'm noticing their their wave and I'm I'm really interested to see where where they go next, man, you know. Well, let's yeah. we'll, we'll see. Let's see let's see what they end up doing. For I mean, sure. Uh, I think their album which I believe comes out in a week or so. It does. It comes um, out next week. I believe it's going to be one of the more 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 talked about albums. Uh next song, The Baby Find My Way. Yeah. How you feel about that joint? Yeah, man. So You've had a lot of criticisms about the baby, rightfully so, about his in inability to be versatile, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was crazy because, like, you know, when I did, I, I do I have criticisms about that? Is yeah, that yeah, no, because and the reason why I say that is because, like, I'm one of the people because I edit the show, right? I listen back at the episodes and I hear while I'm editing, so I'll be hearing stuff that you probably only remember you said, right? Okay. Like, you had criticisms about the baby um, when he dropped that song, "Shut Up." Remember that song? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You were like, mm-hmm. I think that, and we, by the way, we both agreed at that point. But we, but you in particular was like, eh, I feel like the baby's gonna have a really short career if he doesn't change up his approach, right? Yes. Okay. Now I remember. You yes. said that. Which I, which I agree. By the way, I'm not saying I don't this. I don't remember saying it. Yeah. But you know, there's a lot of stuff I said that I don't remember saying. Facts. But I know. Do I feel that? I do feel that way. Facts. And and so. What better way to prove you wrong? <laughs> nah, I'm bullshit, but I will no, say no, 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 because he didn't prove anything. I'm just saying it was it's right on cue, right? It's almost like he heard you, right like, on cue. You keep he, taking shots at me, he, <laughs> right on cue, right QD. on my head. Yeah, um, he switched it up. He switched it up. I thought this was the needed versatility change or the needed uh, lane switch that the baby needed at this moment because he's been giving us too much of the same. And while that can't, that's not always a bad thing for him, I think it is because 
it has a cap to his his normal style has a cap to where it, it could take us. This song though is a, is one of those radio friendly songs where he's getting real mushy. It's this thug dude that really is getting into his emotional bag, which is always riveting to people for whatever reason, right? Somebody who's like who's at at, at the drop of a dime will say I will slap you in every possible way and then turns around and starts talking about a woman, right? In a in a mushy way. That's always fascinating to people. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, the production is really good on this song, and the baby he's 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 getting real melodic. I I think the song is pretty decent. It's pretty decent. Like I'm not gonna say it's great, but I like the I like the the versatility and and what he was able to show with this. What do you think it is? Okay, that's fair. Um, same thing. I think it's a good song. Uh, it's a good switch up. You know, every artist needs a switch up. Like you know, even Michael Jackson sw- switched up his style every once in a while um but most importantly when you talk about switch ups you got to be more specific the baby switched its flow up definitely switched its flow up he definitely switched the style of rapping on the song i mean the beats were the beat that powers the song is obviously like on some r&b melodic type stuff um and subject matter wise he is a little more mushy than he usually is but he's still talking about you know your typical like thug love type stuff um but you know one thing that really boosts this song really is the video i don't know yeah. if you saw the video no the video was amazing like a <laughs> that, that, that was that was amazing was, i i really it enjoyed was like that movie s the, the video was fantastic really enjoyed that um and i like how they chopped the song up with the video and all that stuff it was dope that really boosted it for sure and i think because of the video i probably liked the song a little more than I probably would have if I didn't see the video, but I can see that. Shout out to him. I I I think it's a good song. It's a good step in the right direction for me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, shout out to uh, you know, B Simone, the 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 girl who was like the main, the lead girlfriend in that in that video. Like, she's been coming yeah. up. She's she's like a media personality. She has so many different bags she's in. It's it's crazy. But yeah, she's definitely one of the people that's on the come up musically. Uh, social media, whatever the hell you want to call it, man. I think yeah. she's even on. You know, you know when I try to Google her, you know what it said? Wilding out. Yeah, she's on Wilding out. Yeah, performer. That's one. Yeah, I was for like, sure. whoa, I, I I keep hearing about her. Yeah, I didn't know she's a Wilding out. She's 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 in a different. She's in a bunch of different bags right now. It's interesting, but Wilding out has has by the way, Wilding out has 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 actually birthed and housed Damn. some pretty. Popping people, people sleep on people sleep on wilding out, man. The impact of the people yeah. who have been on that show, you're right. They birthed. Did you know that? Absolutely. Um, dude from Saturday Night Live started there. Um, Which one? Uh, Pete, Pete? Pete Pete Davidson started there. Really? Yeah, Pete Davidson started on wilding out. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. But um, yeah, man, let's move on, man, because your boy, future. The guy who you've been so critical of. <laughs> you say he makes average music. He, he doesn't try anymore. He dropped Did a new, I say that? You've said that plenty what of times. No, you no, what? Bro, what you said, I said you you was, I'm not ver- by the way, I, that's not a verbatim <laughs> statement. I'm not saying you said that exactly. But you've you have been very critical. critical. I've been critical. I I yeah, that's where I'm going with that. When when future when future is bad, he's very bad. <laughs> but he can be very good sometimes. But when he's bad, he's very bad. Agreed. Like agreed. Unlistenable. Agreed. 
I I, I, song, I agree with that. He dropped this new song called Tycoon, man. What'd you think? Yeah, on this song, I think he's fantastic. This is great future. Like, it's to me, it's it's him like straddling the line between his regular future persona and Hendrix persona. Um, <clears throat> Melody's great. Subject matter is on some greatness type stuff. Um, and then, you know, I just like how it flows. I like the vibes of the song. I just like his energy. I, like everything that Future does well as an artist, I believe he does on this song. And so <laughs> I don't know what this means for the grand scheme of things for Future. I don't know. But this definitely seems like. <coughs> hey, hey, is that that, hey, please. Is that Rona? Is it... Bro, you all right? That's is that yeah. that Rona? I'm just yeah, asking. That's just, that's just yeah. That's Dorito Rona. Dorito Rona. Um, Damn, bro. But um, <clears throat> I think Sheesh. this is this is going to be the lead single for a big time album by Future. Um, yeah, probably so. You know, I'm here to say that I'm ready to tell Future personally that he needs to retire future future needs to just just go home and you know go to bed and you know what i'm saying just just retire we are here for future hendrix that's what we're here for we're here for future hendrix i mean and i kind of feel like he knows this because the last few albums right going back to um future hendrix presents the wizard Right. It's kind of like he knows that he's trying to highlight this side of himself, right? The melodic side. And that is where he needs to be. Right. Leading up until the last album or this album that he had right after that, which is called Save Me. It was a I guess you can call it the EP. I really enjoyed that EP. Seven songs. Again, we heard future Hendrix on that. We didn't hear future. Right. When you listen to this new song, Monster, uh, why did I say that? When you listen to this new song called Tycoon, you understand that Future has channeled his inner Future Hendrix bag, and I hope and pray that this is where he continues to go moving forward because this is what we want to hear, Future. Like, come on. Give us what we want. We want this. I agree. I, agree. I think I this mean, song this is-, is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I I, think I, I, it I, is- I quoted it earlier. This song made me go and watch Patrick Swayze's Ghost, the movie. I, like, yeah. this is what like it's th- this is this is the future that I want and I and I and I look for. So yeah, man, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think I think it's it's future is capable of doing this anytime he wants to. He just for some odd reason doesn't choose to. Yeah, I don't which get is it. weird. I don't, get I, it. I don't get it either. But um, one of I think the most slept on songs that came out recently that's on this list, Marshmallow, Southside, Gig, St. John, which is a random ass combination. Uh, they dropped Been Through This Before. How do you feel about this? Genre? Damn, man. I don't think you put enough um, emphasis on that randomness, right? Like this joint came out of nowhere. Um, Marshmallow. We've we've known about Marshmallow, right, for a few years now. We know he's in his EDM techno bag. Most most uh, I, I should say historically, right. But 
more more recently, he's been getting into his hip hop lane, and it almost seems like Roddy Rich, the collaboration he had with Roddy Rich on Project Dreams, was the introduction, right? That established him because even on this song, you heard the Roddy Rich tag. You know how these you know how these um these these producers do right when they work with somebody and they and they got a hit and somebody says their name on the song they keep it throughout all of the songs that they work on in the future with even other artists right yep i heard it i heard the, the tag mellow made it right that's roddy rich yep so with with that being said i think this is a great 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 collaboration that he was able to do with southside from a production standpoint and then of course i i thought gigs Gigs set the tone on this song. You know, this has a very dark, a dark, it has a very dark side to it where you can really feel the, the, the grime and the gutterness to it. And I thought while Gigs set the tone, St. John's came through with the, with the slam dunk, right? Like if Gigs had the alley-oop, right? If this was basketball, Gigs threw uh, St. John the alley-oop, I thought St. John, he windmilled it. Like he actually bodied this song. Oh hell yeah! He bodied this joint. It was almost like it was his song, you know. So hell yeah! yeah. So with that being said, I I like this song. I really do. You know how I feel about Saint John. Saint John is the man. Oh yeah, Saint John's the man. You you love Saint John. Saint John's the man. Yeah, Saint John is amazing. I mean, he is amazing. Um, in terms for me, my opinion on it, um, I went through several different emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about music is that. There's certain layers before, like you hear a song, or 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 even just throughout the tenure of before you hear it and after you hear it, right? So before I heard it was actually seeing that it came out that said Marshmallow, Southside, Gigs, and um, St. John. Yeah, and I'm like, wait a second, that is a crazy combination. I know Marshmallow can do EDM. But I also know, like you said, like you mentioned, he can also do hip-hop as a, a late. I already know Southside is in his trap bag, right? So I'm like, okay, maybe this thing is going to go like a trap EDM route. Maybe it's going to go like a really Atlanta-sounding joint. And then I see gigs, and I'm like, okay, it's got to sound dark. Then I see St. John, and I'm like, maybe dark rock star-ish trap EDM joint, like <laughs> it could be that. Right. Um, then I pressed play on the album. And when I pressed play on the album, I heard the beat, which was like a dark but vibrant, kind of like club banger type beat. Where I'm like, I see that it says gigs, and this is before gigs and St. John rap. I see that it says gigs, I see that it says St. John, but I'm like, I can easily see 21 Savage on this joint. (laughs) I can easily see, you know what I'm saying? Like I can easily see future laying down a hook on this joint. Gigs and St. John, I'm like, I don't know if it'll work on this beat. Then Gigs gets on there and starts rapping and he does his whole dark, evil, like anti-hero thing. And I'm like, okay, I like, you know, cause sometimes different sounds good on like what you're used to hearing like for instance like if a beat is this and somebody has a different type of style sometimes it sounds good like i said a couple weeks ago on my blog i said you know for some odd reason 21 savage sounds good on songs that he does not fit in so 
to me, I think it was phenomenal. Giggs put a great performance because he tried to fit into a song by fitting out, by being himself, and it sounds dope. Then St. John goes on there, and like you said, St. John just full out just murks that thing. He has a rap verse, and then his rap verse, sorry, let me rephrase it, it's like the other way around. He has a singing melodic verse, Yep. and then it turns into some gritty rap stuff, and then it just turns into some like dark royalty stuff. Yeah, man. So I'm just like, yo, this is and when pretty much what I just told you is a musical experience. There's good music, right? There's music that you hear and you're just like, this makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. There's music that you hear and you're like, this is tight. But then there's musical experiences. People, I'm telling you, been through this before is a musical experience that is delightful. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's actually one of my favorite songs that came out. Hundred percent. It's it's very dynamic. Very dynamic. It's a, it's um, an experience. It's an experience. Yeah, man. So I agree with that, but we'll let the people decide. We'll see if they disagree with us. Let's move on though. Next song we got Usher. Man, I can't even believe I just said that name. Usher dropped Ur- a new song. Ur- Usher. Usher, Usher baby. That's what they used to call him in 2005. Usher. Right. Usher dropped a new song called Sex Beat featuring uh, Ludacris and Lil Jon. I can't even believe I just said all of those names on one song from a joint that just dropped in 2020. What do you think it is, man? Yeah, that's that's, that's the key that dropped in 2020. Now, for all the people that are Generation Zers, uh, Usher, Lil Jon, and Ludacris have a pretty decent history with one another. They dropped Yeah in 2004, one of Usher's, if not hit, it is his biggest hit. I'm not sure. i got to check the Billboard charts, but it's a big hit. They did that together, and then they came together for Lovers and Friends, the song that I actually think is their best song. I actually hate Yeah. I don't ever want to hear Yeah ever again. I despise that song. But um, Damn. I like lovers and friends. It ain't that bad. <laughs> I, I, ooh, I hate that song. It's annoying. I, hate, I will say it's I've annoying. Never liked it's that annoying. Song. It's not bad oh. though. Ooh, it's definitely I annoying. I, I I would never want to hear that song ever again. But sex beat is kind of like leaning more towards lovers and friends, if you ask me. Yeah. Um. You know, Usher is the silky smooth guy. His song, he gets to talk about what he wants to do to his lady, et cetera, et cetera. Ludacris is the raunchy guy. And then Lil John is the guy that just does not fit the song because he's yelling his ass off. Yeah, why? You're like, why is he yelling his ass fam, off on a fam, smooth song? I literally, it, this song reminded me of why I will always say this why the 2000s of hip hop is probably the worst ever. Yes. Ever decade. Of hip hop music, it's not saying that the music that came out during that time didn't produce legendary songs that we remember still to this day and we will never forget, right? That's not me saying that that doesn't exist. I'm just saying when you really think about it, if we're really having a real conversation, I'm here for it. I will say the 2000s of hip hop is the worst era of hip-hop music <laughs> and my brother i will agree with you. ever and brother, and i don't want to blame i don't want to blame Lil john for that but i'm just letting you know it fam it it has no longevity like fact what is he doing yelling doing... on an r&b song yeah, through that like yeah. it didn't make any sense yeah 
It I made agree. no sense. And 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 I and I understand why they did it on Sex Beat. It was for nostalgic vibes. Yeah, of course. But F all that. Like we we talked about a song that I want to hear. <laughs> and so, but they kept him at a minimum, so it's all good. Yeah. What? It's, like, why am I bad. hearing that through a song called Sex Beat? Yeah, like, that, that makes no sense. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. But um, uh, is that man. it? You wanna wanna move on to the last song? Uh, yeah, man. I don't have anything to add. You 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 okay. talked about all of it, man. Yeah. All right, Murder Beats. Y N W Melly and Lil Dirk. They linked up and decided to drop Banana Split. Yeah. What do you think about it? Yeah. So. I think Banana Split is one of those bubbly, upbeat songs that most people will like. It almost sounds like a song that'll fit on damn near every generation imaginable, right? Like, we talking about, like, TikTok people. I could see this song being played on TikTok, right? Like, I could see this song being enjoyed by 30-year-olds, even maybe even late 30-year-olds. I think this song is really good. I do. I think, it, I think it's well-rounded. It's fun. It it has violence in it. We all know YNW Melly is is no stranger <laughs> to violence. <laughs> yes, like I, he's he he's one of those people that has a knack for blending violence and making it sound happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that a thing? But he's that is a, a great observation. He's able to do way. it very well. Like that is a great observation. Um, and yeah, the beat is fire. I really like it. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, and then sorry, the other part about this this song is Lil Durk's contribution, which you know we spoke offline before we recorded, and yep. I was telling you, and I was raving actually, I was actually raving about Lil Durk's verse on this song, mostly because he has all of the elements that make up why people crown the rappers that they do nowadays, right? Like, yep. Lil Durk does everything. He has passion. <laughs> he has riveting subject matter. He has flows for days. He has melodies. He can harmonize. Like, what does he not do musically that that should be highlighted? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he's able to do everything. So with that being said, I'm happy to see that Lil Durk is finally getting his credit. Um, he's starting to he's starting to get featured on some songs that are moving out here, you know? And um, I'm happy for that. And and overall, like I said, I like this song. I li- I really like it. Uh, what do you okay. think? What do you think? Okay, I thought it was great. I mean, you know, YNW Melly to me pushed boundaries as a as a musician. Like he's fearless. Like when it comes to melodies, when it comes to um, harmonizing and things like that, almost like Rod Wave, right? But I actually do think he has a pretty solid decent um r&b voice like well n- n- let me not call it he can harm he can so, harmonize not, as not, not harmonize not, not, let me not say r&b so so he is the best case example of a rapper that can sing like it doesn't get better than that to me he's not an r&b singer but he's the best case of a rapper that can sing I like, see where you're going. He, his his next level up would be like bottom shelf R&B singer. 
would be his next level up. <laughs> I see what you're going. He is top-notch rap singer. I got you. Like, I got you. Me, I'm trying I, to think in, of it. I'm trying to think of somebody else, but go ahead. You know what I'm saying? In the game right now, there's he, when it comes to singing, rappers that sing in the game, I think he's the best. I don't even think it's, I, I don't even think it's debatable. I think he's the best. I mean, if you listen to what he did with, uh, I believe it was Dangerously in Love when he flipped that joint, I was, I was so impressed. I mean, I can't think of another person that sings this well. Um, I mean, Uzi's pretty solid as a rapper that can sing. Eh, little, he don't sing. Uzi-ver- Matter of fact, solid. remember, remember, I'm glad you brought up that name. On the last episode, uh-huh. we had a conversation um, mm-hmm. about... Wait, was it the last episode? Yeah, it was. The last episode, we had a conversation about Uzi when he dropped Eternal It Take, right? Yeah. And yeah. I... You brought up YNW Melly, and I was telling you why YNW, uh, YNW Melly is not a better, um, he's not better at like switching up or going back and forth than Uzi. Like we were having that conversation. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember clearly. So, but I, I think they're, I think YNW Melly is very close. And, and I actually agree with that, man. Like, Singing wise, he's he's a better singer than Uzi. He's a better singer than most rappers, if not all. You're saying all, basically. I say all. You're saying I he's at the top. I think he's at the top. I don't even think it's close. Possibly like, to me, I think he's. You know, another person that's really good singer as a rapper is Kanye. When Kanye actually sings, back then, now, let me just put it that way, he was actually pretty decent. He was actually pretty solid. Nah, singer. he nah. He, he was solid. He, he, go, was, he was all go, right. He was all right. Go back and listen to... Um, he was good enough. His mixtape, Apologize. He's singing a little bit on there. And I'm like, yo, this guy's actually pretty solid. Like I said, I wouldn't call him an R&B singer. I wouldn't say he is a great singer-singer, but he's a would great you, singer-rapper that sings. How would you throw Tory Lanez into that discussion, sir? Um, I think Toy Lanez is actually a dual threat. I think Toy Lanez is a rapper and a singer. And so, you know, rapping-wise, you know, obviously he's great. And then singing-wise, I will put him at the bottom of the barrel as a singer. But he actually makes the cut. I would actually qualify him as a singer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I brought the name up, because I think he's Same good. Thing with, I think he's good enough at rapping to yeah. to throw him I mean, into he, that, that category that you just yeah. you just named. And it's include his singing into it. It's you know confusing. what I'm saying? It's it's confusing how I did it. Like for instance, you can flip it too, but but let's say um Drake, right? I, I actually consider Drake a singer when he wants to sing. He's not a great R and B singer, but I would consider him him a singer. If if you were to ask me, Tory Lanez is a singer first, then a rapper. If you were to ask me. If you were to ask me, um, Chris Brown is a singer that can rap. He is probably one of the better singers that can rap. Tory Lanez is a singer and a rapper to me, but he's a dual threat, which is very rare. But um, if I had to, I'll classify him as a singer before a rapper. But okay, okay. Um. Anyway, so YNW Melly, to me, he's a rapper, but he can sing his ass off, and I think he he does pretty well here. And, and he he doesn't sing all the time, 
and he just kind of gives you spurts. That's kind of one of the main reasons. I know typically you'll we can get into that whole genre discussion. Why is he a rapper? Why do you label this person a rapper? Why do you label this person a singer? Well, the reason I say he's not a full singer, he does it in spurts. Like he doesn't sing throughout a whole song. Like he'll in spurts, he'll give you the harmonies and the melodies and the things like that. And it's very quick, short spurts. Yeah. So you know, you know what's huh? funny? I will um as you were talking, I was thinking of names. And I was going through my discography and somebody I would throw in here, I would throw in the mix. Although I, I agree with what you're saying by YNW Melly, but I would throw in XXX Tentacion. The oh, reason yeah. the reason why he's not better than YNW Melly is I don't think he was a better rapper than YNW Melly, personally. I oh, think he's a better rapper than YNW. I don't think so. I don't I think, think so. Tentacion was definitely I don't think so. I, I think, think I think he I think no, he, I think better. he was he deep. Was I think he had deeper content. I'm talking about like the ability to rap. I think YNW Melly's better. No. Remember Jocelyn Flores? I, I know, man. He's I understand. With the fast flow. Bro, He's I, doing... I get it. I understand. Uh, 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 I'm just I just uh, don't uh, think uh, so. But the reason why I even brought his name up was because singing wise, he's actually very good. I would actually say he's better than YNW Melly singing wise. Like, um, bro, go listen to I all of the singing, so. sad so. changes, all of the songs. Good singer. No, no, XX Tentacion is a great singer, or, or was a great singer, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, was a great singer, um, but to me, like, I get blown away. I get chills sometimes listening to YNW Melly sing. And mind you, I'm not a fan of him as a person. Like, I am not with like some of the stuff that he says and, and kind of just his whole situation. I'm just kind of not with it, but like, you know, I get it. Like, like he's, he's talented. He, his singing blows me away. <laughs> like I'm not t- mad at that. Yeah. There's times I'm, I, I'm actually on the tight and like, you know, I've, I've heard him sing and do stuff, but he's never really blown me away. Y.N.W. Melly is literally the only rapper that has blown me away with his singing. Nah. But um, nah, he's the I, only I'm, rapper I'm sorry. that blew me away. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm sorry. I it's disagree. just me. I disagree. Just me. I've definitely just been me. blown away a few times with, 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 with XXS and Tazion and his, uh, like, like I, I said, Changes. Changes is, is, is amazing. Singing. And it's straight singing. You know? Mm-hmm. But hey, it's all good. We can disagree on that. He has a great that. voice. He, he definitely has a great voice. It's all you good. Know who, you know, he didn't mention Post Malone, Russ. These, see, these you see, you see, and that's a good point. You know, I think Russ more than Post Malone because mm-hmm. I thought we were having a conversation about people who are, I don't want to say top tier rappers, but people who are mm-hmm. respectable rappers, respectable yeah. to really good, right? Yeah. I just yeah. don't believe that Post Malone deserves to be in this conversation in terms okay. of rapping. Okay. Like, cause he's more of a singer. He harmonizes he, about he, like seventy-five to eighty percent of the time. You know what I'm saying? Well, he, he straddles that line. With, he does. I mean, you know, everybody wants to claim he's a, a singer, but he is straddling the line between rap and singing just as much as like everybody else. That's a game. good point. I, mean, I don't think it's fair. Like to me, it's it's kind of like a cop out because he doesn't want you to view him as a rapper. Exactly. But he is clearly like. The line straddled for sure because rock star sounds like a rap song. 
I've been popping pillies on there, something you could feel like it's a just, rock yeah, song. Yeah, it's, vi- it's, it's just a vibey, it's just a vibey pop song. That's all. I'm yeah, sorry, vibey like, uh, rap song. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's all. But anyway. Yeah, man. Um, but let's but let's get. But yeah, I like this song. Yeah, it's a cool song. It's a cool song. Y'all, I think y'all like it. Now let's get into some songs that are not so advised. Uh, leading the way, which this name is rarely in this list or in this category, but Drake. Ooh, what? Drizzy. No. Drizzy Drake. Are you kidding me? Do people still say Drizzy Drake Rogers? Drizzy Drake Rogers? <laughs> no. You have to cancel that. Drake Dr- can't be on this list. Drizzy Drake you Rogers. You can't put Drake on this list. I, if you put Drake on this list, I'm putting my two-week notice in. Fam. This then, can't then, happen. Then put your two-week notice in. We don't, we don't need you. <laughs> America, this can't happen. Hey, hey, we've already bad. We've already done pay cuts, so we can handle your loss. We can handle losing you. It's all good. You know, unemployment is at seven seven point seven million right now. No, it's not. It's at like it's now going to be at seven point seven zero zero one. Unemployment is at like fifteen. <laughs> it's like now, nah, but um, so Drake dropped a new song called Two C. Is it Two C Slide? Two C Slide, or is it Two C? No, it's Two C. Two C. Oh, I've been saying Tootsie Slide this whole time. No, it's Tootsie. I saw it. I saw people labeling it as Tootsie. I think Whoa. it was. I think it was because they didn't realize that Tootsie was the actual word. So they were like, "Oh, what's the what's the next what's the next word that I, that actually makes sense?" Tootsie. Oh. It's Tootsie. It's Tootsie Slide. Yeah. No wonder I couldn't find it on damn. Apple Music. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. How come I don't see Tootsie Slide on there? So I'm looking at Tootsie Slide. So Tootsie Slide is Drake's latest single. Uh, I'm sure the whole world has has heard it. I feel like this song is a very, very intentional um attempt by Drake at putting out a dance record. I mean I feel like I didn't I didn't make I didn't I didn't break any news by saying that. I think everybody can pretty much figure that part out. But let's not get confused at the fact that this is Drake making music, right? We don't always just have to accept the fact that Drake put out a new song and oh my god, it's Drake. So it has to be amazing, right? Well, no. I mean, I'm here to tell you that this song is it's okay. I mean, it's 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 nothing amazing. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't break any records, at least in my mind, musically. Maybe it broke some streaming records. Maybe it broke some some TikTok records. But as far as the music is concerned, I thought this song was okay. It was okay. Let's 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 hold off on just crowning Drake because he's Drake for any little music and any new music that he puts out. If you really analyze this song, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I mean, what 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 more can I say about this other than it's okay? Oh, by the way, I know how to do the dance. It's it's pretty fun actually. Um, it's easy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty. I, even, even it's pretty easy. My... The dance is easy. Like I should not be able to do a new dance when these. Even... It, it, am I either? I'm getting either. I'm getting younger, or this is a very easy dance because when dance records come out, I should I I shouldn't be able to do it. It's I've never been be able easy. to do a new dance. It's supposed to be easy. Even my uncoordinated ass can do it. It's supposed to be easy. That's bad. Because if you can do the dance, that's how I know the dance is easy. Did you did you did you listen to <laughs> did you listen to the lyrics on the song, my brother? It said, you know, something for the thugs. This is for the hood. This yeah. ain't no damn 
Yo, I heard. Hey, I heard when he said. Uh, he said that. He said. Uh, he said this ain't no dance record. This a what do he say? This a hood record. Like how? Yeah, exactly. And it's what a, hood? It's for the hood. <laughs> they they dance because hood hood people got to dance too. No, no, no. But I know that. But I, when he said that, it made me think that okay, Drake got some mob ties with some dudes who really be doing the two C slide somewhere in the hood. Like yeah, he brought Why this. Not? He brought this dance out of the hood straight to TikTok. Look, it's Props like to Drake lean, for making it commercial. It's, it's no different than Lean Back. <laughs> lean, lean Back. Fam, Lean Back lean was back. not a hood dance. That was a hood dance. Lean, what are you talking about? Lean, lean Back? Lean Back was just Fat Joe being lazy and being, <laughs> and just being like, yo, hey, man. They probably caught him in the cut somewhere and was just like. You don't remember on the song he said, what? all my gangsters don't dance. All they do is Lean Back. Lean Back. It's a hood song, brother. Something for the people in the band, though. No, 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 but okay. Something for the people that that eating water sandwiches. I think <laughs> you mean air sandwiches. I think we're saying two different things because <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> that Drake on this song suggested that the Tusi slide is a dance that comes from some hood somewhere in the world, right? Okay. And he just brought it to light. That's what it sounded like. No, it sounded like he did a, a, a he created a song for people in the hood. Nah, that's what it sounded. I don't like. think so. You, I think it's all the way around. For this Drake around. slander, you need to be sued. For this Drake slander, <laughs> you are outrageous. I feel disrespected now. You don't know what you're talking Fam, about. What do you, you are not qualified what, for? Okay, to talk. I'm taking your music card, like Stephen A. always says. Take your basketball card or take your music card. Are you crazy? Yo, listen. Drake slander will not happen on this show. I, I'm gonna caution you. Don't be phony on this on the mic. <laughs> we're on we're on record. We're on record. <laughs> we are on record. How do we you feel about how do you feel about the song? Okay. So let's let's have a real uh, conversation. Uh, 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 hey, can you uh Turn the mic on. Turn okay. my mic off. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Turn my mic off. Okay, the mic is off. I'm sorry, I I I stopped the I stopped the recording. Go ahead, speak uh, freely okay. now. Okay, uh, I see where you're coming from. I see I see where you're coming from. Um, is the is the song cute? Yes, it's very cute. You know, nice little dance. It's catchy. Uh, it kind of symbolizes, you know, today's TikTok era perfectly. Um, and the raps are very, very basic. Now, is the song good is the question. Is it great? It's not great. We can all agree there. I think even Drake will agree with you. It's not great. Man, this when when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Sorry. One, one, I just want to throw in. Uh-huh. When it's all said and done, when Drake's career is over. This song will be at the bottom of his discography. I'm just, <laughs> again, I'm just, I'm just letting you know. But you have to understand, though. Like, you know, remember what I was saying earlier. It's like, you know, what do you gain from the music that you hear? Do you gain a full experience? Do you gain something that you just hear for fun? Do you gain something? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, Cupid Shuffle is the greatest song I've ever heard in my life. I'm not going to say the Electric Slide is the greatest song I've heard in my life. But those happen to be classic songs. Hey, electric just sli- because elect- electric sl- electric slide kind of slaps. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. With uh, you. It slaps. That shit kind of slaps. It's a slap. It ain't. It ain't thriller. Right, like here, here, here we go with the thriller. <laughs> okay. It ain't. It ain't. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't <laughs> triggered. 
it ain't triggered by Janae Eichel. It the ain't. song that you think it ain't. What, what's that gutter song that everybody thinks is so tight? What sold out uh, dates? No, the uh, the joint that I keep getting cussed out. It ain't that song. I don't know what you're talking about, man. It ain't anything Gunner's ever made, but in the end of the day, um, you know what it make, what it means, what it, how you feel. But I have a better question for you. Sure. Drake, you talk about reinventing, right? Mm-hmm. With Tory Lanez, yeah. Drake has reinvented himself over and over and over again. I think he's he goes down in in NBA history. <laughs> in hip hop history, facts for the person that reinvented himself the most. Facts. So, all the Drakes that we've gotten, we've gotten emotional Drake, where Drake ended up in the bedroom of a scripper and he's just laying in bed while she goes to work. <laughs> which, which, by hard... the way, is the most shameful version of Drake. But go ahead, continue. <laughs> you got tough ass Drake. You got yeah. um, Drake that was on his Afropop thing. Yep, you got yep. UK Drake. Yep. You got singing Drake. You got you got down south Drake with, you got with Black, Boy JP, south Black Boy JP. Black Boy JP. Like yeah, you, know what you I'm got saying? all these Drakes, and now this this is a dance craze Drake. Yeah, man. What is your favorite Drake? Wow. My favorite Drake? That's hard. I'll be honest with you. This is gonna this is gonna be controversial. I think. Um, I would argue the Afrobeats version of oh, Drake. Oh man, I was, I was hoping you wouldn't say that because that's what I was gonna say. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's what I see, was see? say. See, so like, like I and the reason why I say that is because while most people gave him flack for, I shouldn't say most people. There, I I saw the rumblings of people trying to claim that Drake was like culture vulturing. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. the whole Afrobeats wave. I saw all of that. I saw it. Um, okay. I didn't really feed a whole lot into it, but I did see it. While most people, while some people would say, were saying that, I always thought he did it tastefully. And okay. he did it for so long, it felt like. And I almost feel like some of his biggest songs came out of, came from those types of songs, right? Like One yeah. Dance, that whole uh, Views, Way, Controller. Dr- Drake has delivered... Some some of his best music to the Af- uh, from the Afrobeats wave. I'm just I'm just letting you know, not only from a commercial standpoint, but also just like quality. Um okay. So that's probably my favorite. Although I although I do love the uh the 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 um what was the album? Nothing was the same. Um, oh, that where he was like wisdom. Yeah, I do love like the, wisdom, the 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 post the 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 middle of take care to post take care and like for, uh, nothing was the same. I do love that version of Drake as well. I'll say that. Okay. Um, yeah, that was like wisdom filled Drake. Yeah, but I would say the Afrobeats okay. wave. That was that was my shit. What about you? Okay. Um, Afrobeats. Like like uh, I was saying earlier, I think to me that version of Drake makes the best music. Like. He covers all his bases where he covers infectiousness. He covers, um, you know, good energy, good vibes and, um, you know, experimental. I think people that can put themselves in very uncomfortable positions in whatever they do and succeed at it, you get a lot of points for that. So that's my favorite Drake. Man, we've we've talked a lot of but positivity about Drake for this man be, to end up on. Sued. For the, hey man, so be it. I'll make sure to send the uh, lawsuit to you, man. You should uh, be sued. Matter of fact, that. send me your email after this episode. Um, okay, I, I'll, I'll send you my email so I can be sued. 
But let's anyway, move on. let's move on, let's, man. Let's yeah, let's move on. The next one is Nav, uh, Turks. Yeah. Um. So, Turks is a new joint by Nav featuring what was it? Oh, sorry, Jonah? sorry, sorry, sorry. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Our next song, Nav, Hot Remix. <laughs> No, 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 no. Remix, re- remix squared. Remix part two. Like, That's true. Remix because wasn't Scott. Travis Scott on the remix of Hot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hot uh, remix squared. There you go. Hot part three. Um, yeah. This this song is okay. So when I first heard this song, immediately I I mean it was pretty obvious to hear the hot influence, right? The the turbo. Mm-hmm. Run, run that back, turbo. You know, yeah. he, he got he got a whole little wave and Gunna seems to be his go to. Right. Like mm-hmm. Gunna and him make some magical songs. Um, I felt like this song had nothing to do with Nav. Like, why was Nav on this? Like, it just felt like he just had no business making this type of song. And, you know, music is weird because you hear what they put out and it's like, how could I ever say that this song is bad if it sounds like hot? Especially if I thought hot was fire. No pun intended. That's a good point. Right? No pun intended. Hot and fire. Did you guys catch that? Anyway. Uh, so. I caught it and I threw it out the window. Yeah, F you. F you. But. <laughs> so. If I thought hot was fire. Why would I think that this song sucks or is decent? If this sounds like hot. Well. Uh. Back to my earlier point that I that I I will maintain because I, I I like to keep the same energy I do because I you know my 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 energy is very intact and I think about the stuff that I say. Um, Your energy is toxic. Hey Amen. It is what it is. Uh, I feel like this is the most unoriginal type of music that I don't want to hear. It's like, bro, I've heard this before with Gunna and 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 if anything, Gunna. Because he was one of the first people to be on the the run that back turbo wave, right? He was he he kind of took his sound and made it a, made it a little bit more mainstream. Nav is just simply trying to hop on a wave. I see it. I see right through it, and I I can't give him points for creativity. The song is not bad. It's not bad. I just won't crown it because it's not creative by the person that put it out, which is Nav. That's all. Okay. I mean, hey, that's that's my whole that's my whole position. What'd you think? Okay, um, you you know what you're you you know what I like you 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 got your opinions, and you 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 think before you speak, and I'm trying to become like that because I have my opinions about stuff, and a lot of times I don't think before I speak. But damn that, I'm about to just talk. <laughs> um, All right, go ahead. First and foremost, can I say something? Sure. When Nav first came out with his album Nav, yeah, I actually really liked Nav. It was great. Like I thought, okay, who is this guy? You know his backstory. He's an Indian uh, rapper, which there's not many. Right? Um, no, 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 no. There, there aren't any popping. <laughs> what are you talking about? There aren't any that's popping like uh, at all. What about what's his name? Belly. Belly is. I don't think he's Indian. Belly's Maybe. not. Belly is not Indian. He's Middle Eastern. I don't know where he's from, but yeah, um, Belly is from like Kosovo or some shit like that. I don't know. Okay, he's like he's like Eastern European. 
versus Eastern European. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I really like Matt. Like I, I love this song with the weekend that he had. Um, you know, his whole first album just had some songs that I thought were unique, that were tight, and I like where he was coming from. Yeah, I get it. He was talking about drug usage and all that stuff, but the way he did it was like very different. It was a very intimate portraits that he was painting. For sure. He is literally the first artist that from the moment I heard him, he has gotten worse and worse <laughs> and worse. Because think about it. When Nav came out with the first album, his yeah. next album was the one with him and uh, Metro Boom. Yeah, perfect timing. Which I was like, this is just stupid music. Facts. And then, you know, he dropped his next album, and I was like, this that's the one where... Reckless. Reckless, which I was like, this is dumb. This is corny. And then he dropped his other one with, you know, Tap, which was better. Yeah. But... You could argue... You could you could argue that's his second best album behind, his, behind was, the, the Nav project, right? But, but it's, it wasn't better because of what he did, in my opinion. It was better because of the quality and his beats and and like you know et cetera et cetera. And then now like he drops this song, and I'm just like he's at his worst state as an artist in terms of creativity. Because Nat to me was just really a creative dude. Like he 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 had swagger that was unique. Now it seems like he to your point he's trying to sound like everybody else. He's hopping on sounds that is not his. And then his, bruh, I've not heard an artist have lyrics that sound so non-believable, so un- <laughs> unauthentic. Like, I'm, I swear, like, I, I'm, I'm, listen, I listen to my heart. Forget oh, my ears. Man. I listen to my heart. Tell me I'm lying right now. Do you believe a word this man said? Uh, oh, I got put people in the head that gonna put you in the face. <laughs> Do I don't believe that? I don't. I really don't believe that. And then he sound like that too. Got people uh, in the head that gonna cut you in, cut you in the face. And when I go to the hood, I'm a, uh, I'm good in the hood selling them drugs. I'm like, like, like bro, no, what are you? No, ta- you're not. Like, even you're if not. he was telling the truth, my heart, like you said, my heart don't believe. I don't believe you. I don't believe, believe you. it. I, I don't, don't believe, believe you. He needs he- to sell me drugs. Then maybe I'll believe it. Bro, even if he sold me drugs directly, I, I still I wouldn't believe it. it. Hell yeah. I'd be like, like I'd be like, oh no, no, no. He's just a he's just the middleman. Like his man so, is the he's the real drug dealer. He just exactly. he just handed it to him because you know what I'm saying. You look tight. But to me, in 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 it's sad because I'm like, yo, man was is talented, but he initially he wasn't talking like this. Right? He wasn't nah, talking like that on, all, on the beginning of the He was always talking nah, reckless. Like he was always talking album, reckless. It wasn't that bad. I, it you, wasn't, you know what it, it is? It wasn't this bad. You know what it is? You know what it is? Because first off, I agree with all of that. I do believe he's been talking reckless from the jump. I think the only thing that has changed with Nav is he's completely had an identity crisis from a production standpoint. like And from a content. Or not content, but like from the um, like the feel of his music. It's changed. It's almost like he can't make up his mind where he wants to go musically, yeah. right? Yeah. And 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 I thought the original Nav project that came out twenty seventeen, it was it was kind of unique, man. 
in a way. Not the con- not the content because it was drug induced. We all heard that before, but the way it was sounding, it sounded so robotic. It sounded so unemotional. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It yes. sounded so yes. Yes. like kind of kind of almost unemotionally poetic in a way that yeah, I've never it, heard that's before. Why I said intimate body of work. Like Nav to me is an intimate body of work. Now, granted, it's an intimate body of work about stupid things, but it was him stupid. It's his stupid. Right now, I think he's telling the story of other rappers. He's he's coming with an approach of like, hey, I think this is what they want to hear from me. F that. Like sure. that's not you. That's and, not your style. And at the end of the day, my my big well, first of all, I agree. And by the my at the end of the day, my biggest takeaway right now after hearing that song is mm-hmm. who is Nav? Who is he? He's lost himself. He's dropped, yeah. he's dropped four albums, right? Yeah. We count yeah. it. Nav, he dropped Perfect Timing, then he dropped Reckless, then he dropped uh, Bad Habits. I still don't know who Nav is. He dropped his, four projects. Bruh, bruh, if you really take the time to listen, his music is is stupid. It's awful. Like, it's it's bad. <laughs> like I'm being real with you, like damn man, you, you thinks, going you going in right now? No, no and it's true. And I'm not true. disagreeing, but you going go in? Go listen to his, go listen to his music, like especially the most recent stuff. It's really stupid, and I use the word stupid purposely. It's stupid as in it's just it's 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 almost like you want you expect us to be brain dead. And that what you're giving us, you expect us to just hear it and just internalize it and think it's tight. It it doesn't sound tight. You think that just because you create melodies and you're singing like almost similar to auto tune, numb, saying all this reckless lyrics you know, that you, it's just tight. You know, it it's not. And 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 and, and yeah, hell yeah. And at the end of the day, man, I just don't respect Nav. I don't respect him. I mean, and, and that sounds bad because it's like I don't know him, but we all judge the artists musically, right, through their song cover. Yeah, right. I just don't respect what he's saying. It's just like bro, you've been like, saying that for you've been saying it for years, actually. I don't respect it. Like, and then so you don't respect it. You don't respect what he says. Running in your head, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Fam, you just told me <laughs> in a roundabout way that you don't respect the either. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he told when he told me on that on the Nav project that he was he was trying to get at a girl in front of Toys R Us, I said, "All right, I'm done." He was like, "Yo, I try, I try to get some head in front of Toys R Us." I was like, "All right, I'm out. I'm out, bro. I'm out." Or he said, "He said, say the word to the shooter." I just say one word to the shooter, like, okay, like man, is he is he rapping a cartoon? Like it's like his words are cartoonish. Let's just it's, put it like it's, that. It's interesting, but that that's you know what we did. We'll a, we did a deep dive on Nav, and and I didn't think we would, it, this would happen. But hey, two people that will get sued for this. Nah, because this is all alleged. We'll get sued. He, allegedly, he's saying you know things okay. that are not true. Allegedly, he gonna he gonna punch me in the face. Run up in my <laughs> house and punch. I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> The Illuvised Wise Guys presents Who Got Next? So, we are back with our Who Got Next segment. And to start this off, we got 
a artist, a Nigerian artist out of, I don't know where he's based, but he's obviously Nigerian. His name is Lex the Wolf. He dropped a new song called Inhale. What'd you think about this, man? Hey, man, you know, the Afro pop sound has been great these last couple of months, maybe even to a year. Um, and, you know, Lex the, the Wolf, he actually takes that Afro pop sound and kind of merges it with hip hop vibes also. Yeah. Um, you know, he sings pretty serenely, but then also raps on this song. And so I liked it, man. I might, I liked it. It was, it was a great, good fusion between Afro pop and hip hop, smooth vibes. And then most importantly, I enjoyed the innuendo, the weed innuendo, where maybe he's talking about he's high off life. Maybe he's talking about he's high off weed. Whatever the case may be, it just serves to the vibes of the song. So I really like it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you brought up that innuendo because that was probably the most <clears throat> the most obvious part of the song, right? I think the hook goes. I, I'm I'm surprised that you even know what innuendo means. I thought that was like one of those words that would be over the top of your head. Hey, my f, brother, f but, you, uh... f you. Hey, don't 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 you hey don't you ever insult me like that? I, I, I'll pull up <laughs> on you like Nav do, like Nav does in, in every song. Don't you do that? But, um. Yeah, I think the hook goes like, I want to roll it up. I think he's like, I want to roll it up and light it up, right? So it's obvious he it seems like he has the weed reference, but then he starts talking about love, right? And, and so there is some type of blend here when it comes to, um, you know, him talking about a, a woman that he maybe maybe gets him high. I, I, I don't really know the, the connection there, but... I really like this song, man. It, 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 I think it has the type of vibe that can set any mood. You know what I'm saying? You can be in a club hearing this song. You can be at the crib. You can be wherever. It has. It, it's one of those Afrobeat songs that is 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 filled with, I think, excitement all throughout. So, all in all, man, this is a really good song. This is a really good song. In hell, I agree. With Shout out to uh, Lex the Wolf, man. Really cool dude, I, by the way. We've been DMing, <laughs> D, DMing each other. Um, you know what I'm saying? He he found out about the 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 uh, the the sort of uh, not contest, but the the thing we were doing where we were shouting out these indie artists around the world. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Shout out to him, and we hope to hear more music from you, man. Sure, oh, by sure. the way, by the way, when I after I heard In Hell, I also heard a, another song you play on call called bless me it played like right after just because my spotify is set up that way it just starts playing you know what i'm saying everybody's next song but yeah that song is cool too so it seems like he has this this cool little wave going on man but i'm interested to see what else he has has to offer man so so shout out okay. to uh, lex the wolf okay good artist that's what it means he's a good artist Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> next song Janko. Jinko, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, Oblivion. How you feel about that joint? I really like it. I think I think Jinko and his new song called Oblivion. <clears throat> it has the it has the flavor that I really like, man. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of EDM uh, music on occasion. I, I'll say that. Um, it had a very 
call me crazy. The song had a very YouTube-ish feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like it sounded like your your favorite YouTuber's intro song. You know what I'm saying? Like when they when they're when they're fading into the actual content that they're putting out, that that will be the intro song that they that the, that they would have playing, which is always really good because it lets you know that the song is easy on the ears, right? And it and it's something mm-hmm. that's memorable. So I think it has one of those feels to it. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the song. You know, it's str- a cool song. Strangely, I understand as as strange as that description you just said sounds. I strangely understand where you're coming from with that. Um, you know, for my notes with this song, this is what I said. I said it had get so energy. Um, it, it's the type of song that will kind of remind you of, you know, one of those clubs that have flickering lights, uh, a lot going on, a lot of people raving. Um, it kind of gives you an unsettled energy. Um, for me, like I said earlier, I love music that gives you an experience. This is a this is a, the, the the epitome of a song that gives you an experience. It makes you feel. It makes you hear. I mean, you hear it, you feel it. It it pretty much does something for your body, your soul. It's, it just touches every part of you. And personally, it's I think it's one of the better songs I heard this year, to be honest with you. Wow. And I'm being that's, completely that's, honest that's, with that's you. That's high praise. I'm being, I'm being completely honest with you. It's, it's a fantastic song. Really well done. And quite an experience that they give you. I like it. I like it a lot. I really do. Um, shall we move on? Yes, sir. Next song. An artist by the name of Koto the Great dropped a song called Missing Signatures. Did you hear the song, man? What'd you think? Oh, yeah, man. I I loved this song. We actually got three really, really good. We did. Really, really good submissions. I was impressed. Um, To me, there's not a single thing wrong with this song. And that's rare that you can say that. Like, you know, I got my whole grading scale, one through five, and I rarely give a five to songs just because, you know, I can find, like, little things wrong with it here and there. There is nothing wrong with this song. Like, literally nothing wrong with the song. Vibes are great. Um, you know, the whole brand of nonchalant rapping that people have been kind of, like, emphasizing on lately like as i don't know if you noticed that right like as of late there's been people that just kind of rap with this nonchalant style like still sounds tight but it just comes across as like nonchalant sounding i mean tory lanes does it on the new toronto three quite a bit and i'm noticing a lot of young up-and-coming rappers are rapping like that but anyway you get that style of rapping on this song and then motivational lyrics and then on top of motivational lyrics wordplay that's great and just a swagger and a confidence that is top-notch. So I actually give this song a perfect rating. I think it's a great song. Wow. Once again, one of the better, I would say one of the better rap songs I've heard this year. We're talking like, you know, last couple of months. Definitely one of the better rap songs I heard this year. Interesting. You can even look on the notes. I put A. You know, you know what? Um, 
let's let's uh after I give my review of this, let's let's go back and do a full grading of all three songs. You want to do that? Okay. So yeah, for sure. So for me, I I thought this song was really good, man. Um, <clears throat> I think the highlight of this song, two things. One is the production, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounded so. It sounded so cinematic. It, it sounded very, very uh, close to home. Almost, almost felt like Kodo the Great was 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 talking about things that he shouldn't be talking about. Right? Like it had that type of um, vulnerability to it that yep. it kind of felt like I, I was peeking into his life and I shouldn't yep. be. Right? So. With that being said, I I enjoyed the content. I thought it was I thought the wordplay was great. Um yep. where if I would give some room for opportunity, not cuz I'm not knocking here cuz I thought I think the song is really good. I would say that when I when I threw the song on and and I and I and I made sure I had this take because I I listened to the song a few times and I kept coming away with the same take takeaway, which was it kind of felt like he was rapping off beat. And 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 while Maybe that was his uh, intention. Mm -hmm. It it felt like if he was able to at least make it not sound as offbeat as it was, it, the song would be even better than it is. So it's not a knock. It's more of mm -hmm. me saying, hey, this is something that I think could make the song a little bit better. But it was a dope song. Dope okay. song. Can't take, can't take away from it too much. For sure. I, I see where you're coming from with that offbeat, but like I think that actually made it better. It like, could, I be. Actually could be. Think, I, I actually think that ben is almost like on some Earl Sweatshirt type stuff, right? Could Where be. him offbeat and just kind of nonchalant with it actually made it sound doper, more more relatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. Interesting. Okay. No, I'm not mad at that. And uh, hey, let's give our grade though. Let's go from okay. top to bottom. So okay. first song, Lex the Wolf, song called Inhale. We're going we're going one out of five stars. Okay. I'll go first. I think that song is a four. Four stars. Okay. It's it's four stars to me. It's a it's that song is phenomenal, actually. Like that's one of them joints that if you want to get in the mood party wise, play that song. Mm -hmm. I promise you it fit right into your Afrobeast playlist along with Mr. Easy. Uh, okay. All of these dudes that's popping out here, four stars. Would you give it? I would say about four, three point five to four. Okay. All right. Solid song. Got you. Okay. All right. Next song, Janko. Oblivion. What'd you think? What, what? One out of five stars. What would you give it? That to me is a five star song especially edm in terms of the edm category definitely a five-star song okay i would actually agree with that that's that's <laughs> that song is great it's a great song great it's, it's, it's a great like, song i mean it's fantastic i gotta be I, I honest was, i was actually while listening to it i was kind of blown away i'm not gonna lie i was sitting there i wasn't expecting to be blown away and i was blown away by it yeah, I'm it, not gonna lie. it's 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 very atmospheric. I would give it a five as well, man. Five stars. It, it, it's it's that good. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we got Kodo the Great with his new song "Missing Signatures." What would you give it? Five stars. Wow. Okay. I think it's a fantastic rap song. Wow, five stars. Okay. Yeah. I would give it a. I would give it a four, personally. 
okay. I think it's I think it's fantastic. I do see some opportunities for growth here. Mm-hmm. I think the song is great. Content wise, out of the three, I'm gonna have to give this one the best content. Right? Yeah, oh, like, for sure. Substance. I'm talking about like he's talking about some stuff that like we again we should not be listening to a peek into his life potentially, right? Or he yeah. just might be that good of a songwriter. I'm not sure. But for sure. I think it I think the songwriting was that strong. So I but but I would give it a four because of what I said earlier. I think the raps could be a little bit better if it was on bo- on, on, on sorry on beat a little bit. But okay. hey, nonetheless, really good song. I would give it a four. So Okay. Yeah, man. All right. All right. Shout, out, shout out to all three of them though. Yes, for sure. Appreciate for y'all sure. for participating. And I can't wait till they do this again. It's fun. Yeah, for sure. It was five stops. So the last segment on this beautiful show is ill-advised thoughts. Not thoughts. Thoughts. And for my ill-advised thoughts, I'm going to open it up. My ill-advised thoughts, I want to talk about China. Um, No, not China Mac. Like we were just saying earlier. Um, It's an aspiring rapper from Philadelphia named China who tragically passed away a couple days ago at 25. Um, At the time, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't know who she was, but a lot of people did know who she was. A lot of people were hit to her music. And um, the thing that stood out to me when I found out that she passed was that I was like, she looks very young. And, you know, we got the whole coronavirus thing going on right now. And there's no telling, you know, who can handle the coronavirus and recover from it. So that kind of crossed my mind that maybe she picked up COVID and she had some underlying issues. But then I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it didn't say that in the front, like, title that she died from coronavirus. I I would think they would talk about that. And then I started to say, okay, maybe it was violence. Um, You know, maybe it was, I don't know, car accident or something like that. Um, The last thing that came to my mind was drug overdose. And I guess as more news started to come out about her, uh, one thing that they mentioned was she knew Mac Miller. Uh, her and Mac Miller had a relationship, not romantic relationship. I guess they knew each other. Uh, Mac Miller has been famous for like not necessarily collaborating with people on his music, but knowing a lot of people. Uh, after Mac Miller died, uh, a lot of people were like, yeah, this is my big brother. Um, you know, he looked out for me. He always groomed me. Uh, it's pretty obvious that Mac Miller was somebody that had his ears to the streets and was always willing to help. Very nice guy. But the problem that I saw was, okay, she's hanging out with Mac Miller, who has also died at an early age, tragically. Um, I hope this is not a drug overdose thing. And so I guess news came out a couple of days later 
after she died that said that she died from a drug overdose. And so uh, I started off by saying, hey, like aspiring model or or model, actually, aspiring rapper. You know, life is good, right? Like life should be good for you, right? But at the end of the day, people got demons, people got issues that they're battling. And unfortunately, a lot of times they turn to drugs. Um, what this was a awakening for me but what what um, caught my attention and what um, I guess I took away from this whole situation with China was that you know drug abuse doesn't have uh, a certain face. You know we always want to associate drug abuse to people that look troubled, right? Like for instance, when I saw uh, Lil Peep died, you know, at the end of the day. If you look at him, you can tell that, okay, this guy is like kind of off the rails. And so when you hear about drug abuse, it's not as surprising, as, as crazy and sad as that sounds, it's not as surprising. You know, you look at Mac Miller, somebody who I was able to actually listen to his music and understand that he was troubled. It didn't surprise me that that was something that, you know, he passed away from. Um, Juice World, same thing, it didn't surprise me. He, he talked about drug abuse and drug usage, but I was, I don't know, I was so surprised by China's situation. You know, for me, I don't know many Black, young Black women that have famously passed away from drugs. I can't think of it. Certainly, definitely not in my generation, or definitely not in my, uh, what, last couple of years of living but that's what happened with China and it, it woke my eyes up that you know we have to be reminded that drug abuse is a real thing and drug abuse doesn't have a specific face and what it looks like and what it attacks and what who gets addicted to it so um, I say that to say that once again if you find somebody that's having issues problems do everything you can. It's believable. Believe it. This is the real deal. Believe it. And I don't want to get to a point where, you know, when we hear another rapper dies from drug abuse, that it's just another, just another day, just move on. Nah, we can't be losing our aspiring artists and aspiring rappers, actors, anybody, aspiring anything. We can't keep losing these people at young ages. 25 is tragic. Uh, my condolences to China's family. And hopefully this is a lesson learned. Just another lesson learned about drug abuse. At the expense of China, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. That's tough. That's tough, man. You know, I'm that's right up my alley, man, cuz you know, this 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 type of stuff makes me sad, honestly. It does. It's disturbing. It's like disturbing. It, like like it's 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 right up my alley because man, it's documented. It's documented on this on this show how much I've been talking about this type of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, I'm I'm happy to hear you you're now I mean, you, you I'm not saying you weren't before, but like 
you're highlighting this and and I think I think if more people like us speak up about it and the fact that mm-hmm. it's not cool like you know mm-hmm. we 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 start changing the perception about it right like it has yeah. to be talked about and I think that's the only way that it can change I I think so like cuz cuz if we just don't talk about it we don't address it it's going to continue to happen right it's, it, I think so so it's facts Hey man, hey, that was good. Ill-advised thoughts. All right, thank you, brother. Um, so for me, I'm gonna go. You know, I, I battle with this topic that I'm about to bring up because you know, part of me was like, "Nah, I don't really want to give this shine by talking about it." But then the other part about me was like, "I want to raise awareness because it's just it's interesting to see how uh, the dynamic of generations have shifted." And what I mean by that is Takashi 69 has been released from jail and uh, he is, I believe, I guess just serving house arrest at this point until he's officially, officially released from custody. Um, I believe it happened this week or it might have been last week, but I'll just say recently because I don't know when you guys are going to hear this episode, but I'll just say recently. Takashi was uh, released from prison due to the coronavirus outbreak or pandemic that has been going on. Um, and that's seemingly been a, a, a very big uh, trend that's been going on with these celebrity artists um, that have been in jail and are trying to figure out how to get out of jail during this crisis. Uh, YNW Melly is another one who's in jail. He's been trying to get out. R. Kelly is trying to get out of jail. He was immediately denied, by the way. I just want to point that out. <laughs> they said, yes, he was. They said, yo, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, I don't care if you get coronavirus. Just stay here. Like, you're not going anywhere. Um, and I felt I felt the, 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 the system when they said that. <laughs> like, if I was the one making that decision, I would feel I, I would do the exact same thing. But this is not about R. Kelly. This is about the fact that uh, a controversial artist, rapper, whatever you want to call him, troll by the name of 6ix9ine, who recently went to jail for conspiracy, committed a RICO uh, charge, being affiliated with gang members, went to jail and he snitched on his on his people, right? The people that we thought he was rolling with. And... This brings up a very, very interesting conversation in hip-hop that I've been noticing from the older generation and the younger generation where it seems like there's a huge divide. There's a huge divide of people who care that Takashi 69 snitched and is coming out of prison. He's getting out of the situation. They don't think it's honorable. And then the other part, the generation Z almost is basically like, I don't care. Like we just want to be entertained. He was entertaining, get him out of jail. So we can, we can go back to the entertainment. Right. I don't really know where I fall into this category. To be honest with you, I don't think I even have an opinion on it one way or the other. And while hopefully that's not me contributing to a issue, I just feel like, Hip hop is the only genre that cares about street cred. Like they, it's almost like it's a fet, it fantasizes. It's like a fetish about street credit. I think it's, I, I think it's, 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 it's preposterous 
that hip hop is the only genre that gives artists more credit and is and gravitates to artists more if they go to jail and get out and then start making music again. Like that is one of the most as backwards scenarios that I've ever seen in life. Like you should not be getting credit for going to jail. Period. I don't I don't care what you do. Like that just seems weird and I will never be in favor of being rewarded for going to jail. Nonetheless, I digress. My advice thoughts here is just about the simple fact that there's a divide here that exists and it's pretty obvious. And when Takashi 69 starts making music again, cause he will, it was reported when he went to jail that he signed a new record deal for like $10 million to, I think put out like two to three albums, one in Spanish, <laughs> the other one in English. It's like, I don't know what the hell they got planned for homeboy, but it's pretty obvious. He's going to be putting out music. How are you going to feel about him now that he is a convicted snitch? He cooperated with the law, which is probably one of the biggest sins in hip hop history. <laughs> if there was ever a book about what not to do in hip hop, snitching would probably be at the top. It, it might be number one, actually. Um, yeah, I'm just curious, man. I'm I'm looking at the landscape and I'm just noticing that people are just they they're at odds. And and one thing is for certain is that Homeboy going to be making new music. So, I'm going to be paying attention to how people perceive the new music that's coming out from someone who is well documented as a as a cooperator to the federal government. So, hey. That's my advice thoughts, man. Man. I'm not gonna lie. I think that was a fantastic ill-advised thought. Like that is a fantastic one. Thank Probably you. Probably your best because it's it's really you're you're right. I mean because there has been a whole bunch of tests right between generations. Right. For me, one of the biggest things that catches my eyes is that you know we I always mention it that people that you think are really the OGs of of the game, they're not selling well. Like you would think the TIs and the Rick Rosses of the game and the 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 who else? I don't know. Um 50 cents of the game would be selling records, right? They can't sell as much as trippy reds of the world, little babies of the world, the young generation, the people that you kind of scoffed at. Mm -hmm. And so I think this in terms of streets is a big big sign of you know who's really running the world right now if because i i i'm 100 in agreement with you where i don't know how people feel i, don't, I think there's a lot of people that don't care about takashi takashi snitching i really do, do think that there's a lot of people that don't care they rather be entertained i 100 agree with that and i'm agree i agree with you too in terms of, I don't care. Like, I guess people want me to care. Like, oh, he's yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I, just, I really don't I just, care. I just don't I, care, I really bro. Don't care. I just don't. I really don't care. It doesn't bother me at all, actually. Not, I mean, obviously, snitching in that situation. See, the difference is, I hate to go on a whole soliloquy, but the difference between snitching and what he did was, his was actually the worst case because he put himself in that situation. And then when he got in trouble, he started snitching on everybody. That's stupid. It don't make that's sense. That's dumb. That's that's the worst case of snitching to me. 
But at the end of the day, it's like he did it. He if you thought that he was the real deal ever, then you know, I guess you'll be hurt that he wasn't the real deal. But if <laughs> you're somebody that kind of saw through his persona and was like, okay, this guy is just kind of a jokester, then you're not bothered. You're not surprised by what he did. Yeah. I don't I'm not sitting here saying I condone snitching or I, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that, oh, you don't snitch ever, you know, and then in the day, like, I didn't never believed his persona like that anyway. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just weird out it here. It is man. what it is. Bro, it's weird. It's whatever. It, the, I mean, the, it's, the, the music industry is just super weird. It's, it's a like, life that they want you to believe. Yeah, that man. Everybody's living and it's like, first and foremost, like, snitching is, tattletelling like you ain't tattletale when you were a kid so if you abide by not tattletelling which i do i don't tattletale or snitch like i i I just believe that like if something happened i'm not going to be running around saying that this person did that this person did that but it's not because hip-hop people told me to do that it's just how i feel and so yeah to me hip-hop they you know they put they try to they try to brainwash people and it's like don't don't believe it, like, and end of the day, whatever. Like it's not even a big deal. Like he's he's out and he's gonna do him. People gonna collaborate with him. People won't collaborate with him. Who cares? <laughs> like we're not supposed to care this much about what somebody's situation is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm just letting, (laughs) I'm just, I'm just letting you, it's it's so, I'm telling you, it's so fascinating, I'll be honest, I'm fascinated. Mm -hmm. I am fascinated because this is one of the most pivotal moments in my mind, Uh one of the most pivotal moments in hip-hop history. Oh, for sure. Why do I say that? For sure. Because this is one of the most, this is, this is one of the, one of those moments where we might have a changing of the guards as far as who runs hip hop and who calls the shots because for for ages for, for since we grew up, we've been hearing, Oh, stitches, stitches get stitches. Oh man, that's stupid. Now when Takashi starts making new music, whoever collaborates with him will be, will be considered an accomplice. Not, yeah. not, not, in, not, not in the crime that he committed, but they would. I feel like the people who are on the side of don't snitch are going to be looking at the people who collaborated yeah. with him and be like, oh, oh, man, what sure. the hell's wrong with you, man? Like, oh, for so sure. you a snitch too? Oh, you know what I'm for saying? For sure, for sure. And for so sure. I'm just watching and I'm like, bro, sure. what is going to happen? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> what and the I, hell I is going to happen, dog? I can guarantee you there will be people that collaborate with him. Oh, they co- come on, because people are about the money, period. They're about the money. Yeah, they're about the money. And, 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 they're, and, 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 and they're going to try to justify and be like, yo, I got paid. Is that, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you do it? You know what I'm saying? It's going to be one of those. Ways, there's ways that they twist. There's ways that they'll twist it all, all types of ways. Like, people worked with R. Kelly knowing that this man was a, a freaking... I don't even know. R. Kelly is so bad, I don't even know what to call him. Like you can't call him a molester. Yeah. You can't call him a rape. What do you call R. Kelly? Like what is he? R. Kelly is a R. Kelly <laughs> a is bad a bad person. R. Kelly is a demon. <laughs> what do you call literally I freaking, struggle with freaking what to call demon. R. Kelly. That's what but he people, is. People people worked with R. Kelly after they knew that what he was doing. Come on. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, so in the end of the day, they're, then they're going to reverse it, right? They say, oh, I didn't know R. Kelly was doing all this. Yes, you did. But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think it's a fascinating take, man. That's a fascinating take. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. But um, yeah, man, we, we, we ranted enough on this show, man. Let's get out of here, man. What you think? Yes, sir. Is it time, I, I is it time to roll? So. I believe so. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Facts. Um, do all of that. Yeah, do all of that. Practice social distancing, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. We're going to be in this situation for, for a lot longer. And who knows, man? The next episode might be coming to y'all in a different format. We might hit y'all with a Zoom. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? That'd be dope. We That's might hit y'all with thing. the Zoom on Zoom for your head top. Zoom. 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 Man, let's get the hell out of here, man. As always, if you are giving advice, make sure it's ill. Yes, sir. Ow! <laughs>